graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. More margaritas! Come on now! More margaritas! Where no stranger to love? You know the rules. And so do I? A full commitment. What I'm thinking. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never going to give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna around. And dessert. You never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Jennifer. And for those who've been listening to us or actually now watching us for, for the past couple of years now, as, as the show reaches, we are oh, we are one month away from our five-year anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just 2012 is when we started. There was an anniversary right around the one time I recorded, too. Yeah. So, so that was probably like the two-year anniversary. The two-year anniversary. Probably. So... Yeah. One month away from five years, but long-term listeners of the show will remember Jen. Hello. Jen, from before, from after Kristen, but before Paul. Right. And, uh... It was right after, um... StrangerCon. StrangerCon, yeah, yeah that was... StrangerCon. And then we went to Comics Etc. one time. Yeah. And did a show out over there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and like... I think that was the only one you did over there, right? No, I did. I did a couple. Oh, I did okay. I did an interview with a... Um, welcome to the new listeners. Um, I did an interview with my old neighbor who was doing a Kickstarter because she was a rollerblade. She was oh, a rollerblade. Oh, the derby chick, yeah. Yeah, roller, roller derby uh, chick. Yeah, right. And she was raising money on Kickstarter to go to germany to join a german team and just by i mean just by coincidence she was my neighbor and then uh, she was doing a kickstarter i'm like well come on my show it doesn't you know every little bit of press helps um but the yeah comics etc which anyone who listens to the show i advertise every show and i don't ask him for a dime i mean just for the fact that he was cool enough to like say use the back room you know and so and because you know what it is i also kind of like uh, one day i may ask him again because <laughs> he's like as long as it's not like on a friday or saturday where kids are playing like magic the gathering or, or whatever yeah. card games are, are popular this time you know whatever you know there's kids who go and play and when i say kids excuse me they're they're people grown men who go and play like card games and and trader stuff and so fridays and saturday nights is it's prime area because that's what they sell you know of course on top of selling comics so and like i asked i said it'll be like tuesday or wednesday goes tuesday wednesday go right ahead you know well yeah are you sure you really want to do that again (laughs) well i mean i is was it awkward yeah it was especially don't you remember we had people coming back there shopping (laughs) yeah something i think interrupted us asked us a question I just you we know, had to pause it a couple times. Yeah, I, I think I think it's just I'm such a, a Kevin Smith fanboy that I was like, I want to have a show in a comic book store. So well, I yeah, mean, yeah, but yeah, you're not gonna not have shoppers coming in. Right yeah, in the middle, right in the middle. You're just like you know, do but you know like, we're such and such? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. No. <laughs> 
the Flash comics over here. Well, we were in the back. Well, the back part of the comic book store was where they had, um, like, the back issues. So, like, if you wanted anything new, you'd get in the front. You'd get the occasional person in the back. But... But, you know, I just, I don't know. I just like the vibe of being in a comic book store, even though it was all awkward. And Plus, like, oh. also, we had to stop and explain what we were doing, like, eight times. <laughs> and, like, I'm sure that had to get annoying to anybody that was actually listening. So they're like, yeah, you're doing a fucking podcast. We fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like everybody like, else, they're like walking back there and they're just like, I'm sorry, or whatever. Like, you can tell they felt a little awkward, too. Yeah. Cause, of cause, yeah, because it is, and it is. I mean, it is awkward just in general going back there because it's like I know I, they gotta have like cameras back there or something. But like you go back there and like you're, there's no attendance there, right? So you're like in a room by yourself with a bunch of comics, and it's sort of like you got your hands in your pockets. Like I don't want to think I'm stealing or something like that. But you know, it's. I don't know. I just like the energy of being at a comic book store. As awkward and as, as crazy and as stupid as it was, I just, I enjoyed doing it. So, uh, you know, that's why, like, I still average, just for the fact that he was cool enough to say yes. Yeah. You know, so, and actually, well, I mentioned this on the, on the podcast a couple episodes back. Someone tried to steal from there and they ended up just grabbing, like, a bunch of, um, what they grabbed? They grabbed a bunch of like order forms. So like all the orders, because the guy thought he was grabbing something valuable, and he's like, "Was they got robbed?" Yeah. Well, oh, I didn't know that. these guys went in there and just like grabbed what they could, they but instead a bunch of, order forms. but <laughs> they reached over the desk and reached over and tried to grab whatever they could, and I guess they were assuming it was like oh, some sort okay. of financial stuff. Awesome. And he goes, "It was just orders." So then on Facebook, he's like, "Look, anybody who had an order, I'm sorry, but you have to oh. get in contact with us again because we had these two geniuses come in the store <laughs> and try to steal." <laughs> In order forms, <laughs> thinking they were they were taking something valuable, so oh. yeah. So uh, you know, so for those it who could have been somebody who was pissed off at the guy, though. Do you think maybe? I mean, the, I don't know well, he, they had they well that the, the front the front door camera and the cameras like in the actual like the bigger part of the main part of the store they have they have like a pretty decent um, computer like visual uh, camera system like okay. like they got nice clear pictures of the guy they put them up on Facebook. These guys just look like crackheads. Yeah, they just All look right. like crackheads. They look like guys that were just looking to snatch whatever they thought was a value and i mean you think in a comic book store you think they just grab like an armload of comics and go start running but no they're going to grab reach over the counter so yeah that's that's bullshit yeah. so in honor i mean it's totally coincidental but in honor of president's day seeing seeing that you're you're the trump <laughs> You're gonna bring up Sweden, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Even I was cracking up at that. You one. know, since I'm you're, sorry, the, you're the you're the Trump. I was like, wow. Because even though you're right, even though officially obviously watching Fox News and especially Fox and Friends in the morning. Yeah. You know, Fox and Friends will remind you that now. Like yeah. every ten minutes on Fox and Friends, like you're watching Fox and Friends in the morning, uh-huh. and they're just like every five minutes, like Mr. President, we know you're watching, so why don't we go ahead and put your schedule up on the TV? <laughs> but you know what, though, the genius thing about that. Is that John Oliver figured that out as well? Did mm-hmm. you hear about this? No. Oh no, my God! So, so John Oliver figures out that uh-huh. Trump is a you know like the um, cable news networks fan because like all in the background of like some of the broadcasts and stuff that he's done, you can hear like the background of the TV going or whatever. Uh-huh. Like one of the clips that he shows on his show is specifically Donald Trump on the plane doing like a small press conference or whatever, uh-huh. and in the background is like the commercial for like the AutoZone or not AutoZone <laughs> but the general you know the insurance. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you can really hear very prominent too. Mm. But you can figure out real quickly that you know he was watching Fox at the time, I guess, because that's like what they were broadcasting, and it was all live. Oh, okay. And so they figured it out real quick. And um, him and like you know, kind of just in jest, but also in seriousness, he's taken out in DC area mm-hmm. a block of commercials on like the cable news networks, like not just Fox and Friends, but like the other ones that are on there. Oh, so the John morning. Oliver is advertising on not advertising on, on there. He's actually made commercials specifically for Trump. <laughs> Target <laughs> like, marketing, explaining things to him that he wow. should know as president, but doesn't know as president. Wow. <laughs> and I gotta admit, I mean, like that honestly is genius. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely for Trump, but I'm not one of these people that's like you know, like I can see past it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know that, honestly, that, like, to me, out of the people that were available, he was the best one for the job. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make, like, you know, and I was a little reluctant to say it all, too, during, like, the campaign and everything, because I am a small business owner. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people to really, you know, like, so, especially, too, I mean, like, you know, like, hello, I marry gay couples, you know? So, I mean, like, I'm definitely not, like, anti-gay or, you know, I mean, like, yeah. well, there was, like, well, so many things they were saying, like, you know, if you vote for Trump, then you're voting for this. And if you vote for Trump, then you're voting for this. And it's like, but, you know, at the same time, like, my whole big deal was, like, Benghazi. I couldn't get past Benghazi. I really Mm -hmm. couldn't. I mean, like, that just, for me, was such a sore subject. Plus, also, I mean, like, there's just so much more to her record that I just really didn't like. Gotcha. You know? And Mm -hmm. when it came down to it, you know, I am a small business owner, too. So, I mean, like, a lot of that, like, just that business stuff that he was speaking to me just really spoke to me and everything. Especially, too, NAFTA. You know, getting rid of NAFTA. That's a big deal. Like, I just think that that, honestly, since we've had that in play, that's been the start of, like, our economy really going to shit you know mm. and that alone i think is gonna definitely boost up the economy a lot just by eliminating that you know so gotcha. i mean um but yeah there's definitely some shit moves going on right now i mean especially to that sweden shit that came out with him like you know like trying to talk there was like he said something about you know like all the problems they're having in sweden and this then the sweden issues a statement the very next morning they're like hey can you tell us what the fuck your president's <laughs> talking about you know yeah, i mean and here's a guy who's proclaimed like i have the smartest advisors i have the best uh I'm the, you know, I'm very intelligent, but you know, his his sources, you know, the people that he should be trusting are giving him bad information, and that's like a that's a bad precedent for you know for you know. He needs to widen it, but the problem here is that he's insulting most of them, so yeah. he's not going to get that kind of a thing. Like he is definitely paying attention to very much conservative mm-hmm. and not really looking outside of that. For one, a lot of his cabinet are definitely not politicians. Like he's chosen a lot of his cabinet that, like, some of them are politicians, but a lot of them are not. And then, like, and that's why too, like, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of the mistakes happening mm-hmm. because of the fact that, like, one, he really wasn't a politician. You know, I mean, like, this is the first. I mean, he he wasn't a mayor. He wasn't he didn't go through the normal chain that like most of our other presidents have gone through where like they've had a lot of various yeah, they, they've positions. played they've played the game long exactly. enough where they know who to keep around and them then and... yeah so you got this guy who's like you know he's done the business stuff and he obviously was groomed from birth to do this whole thing so it wasn't even like you know like he really i mean like he did work his way up but he also had some assistance mm. you know and um you got these people in there that just ha- aren't like career, career, career politicians, but now they are. But I think that's why we're seeing a lot of the fumbles is because like, I think that a lot of people learn through the steps up, like how to do the thing right and transition and 
I mean, like, that's the thing, too. Like, even just simple transitions. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you look at, like, for instance, like, this week, you know, I went through those CSE meetings for my kids, um, special education meetings mm. for my kids, you uh-huh. know, where I'm setting up their plans for what's going to happen with them for the next following school year. In February, I'm figuring it out for September. That doesn't make any sense, but that's how the system works. Yeah, yeah. You got to think and, ahead of um, Yeah. But what I've been looking for, like, specifically with my oldest son, because he's about to transition into middle school, we're looking at, okay, how was it when he transitioned from preschool to elementary school, from the one elementary school to the other elementary school, because our elementary school system is broken up from K through two, three through six. Mm-hmm. So he had a transition pre-K, did the one school, transitioned again, and now he's about to transition again. But we're a lot, I mean, like, even though he's older and things are different, it's that... There's a lot of core elements that go through, like, us learning how he's transitioned mm-hmm. that, like, we know what to avoid. You yeah. know, I'm like, even though the whole thing's going to be different, the environment's going to be different, the team's going to be different, that everything's going to be different, we still kind of already have an idea, like, how he's going to handle that because he's been through that before and everything. And that's what I'm saying, like, just with transitions, like, the yeah, more you kind of go it, through... It's a learning like, process. And, yeah, and, like, even though they're similar, they're different, there's still a process and you yeah. kind of figure it out. Well, it's, I mean, like, when you, like, yet another reason, and, you know, just, we're just giving equal time because... I know you know we bashed the shit out of Trump on the show, <laughs> but yet another reason for me to be upset, you know, now that you bring up education, is that you know, I what the Department of Ed, the Department of Ed strongly influences my current job, which I won't get into, but right. you know, and and there are rumblings on the edges of what I'm hearing that that Trump wants to like get rid of the Department of Ed, like that's the whole reason. <laughs> Like that's the whole reason he put Betsy DeVos in charge. So it's sort of like one, okay, she had put she had given a lot of her family has given a lot of people money, so she get that position. Right. But then it's also like, yeah, they gave her that position because it's a sinking ship. Like you know, yeah, let, let me let me do let me fill out the favor. Let me you know some obligation that he had to fulfill. You know to get someone in there, but it's a sinking ship. And if the Department of Education, I mean, not I mean, I'm still gonna have a job. But you know, it's things have to be restructured for me. So, so even 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 before I had this job, even before I mean, when I was against Trump, even before the job, now his decisions are now like directly could be affecting my pocket. So, I mean, but that's just you know, once again, that's just selfish thinking. Right. You know, I, I I'm you know, the Steve Bannon is sort of like a number one you know advisors, you know, Brebard and the and the. Uh, the white supremacists, you know, you know, and uh, what's his face? I generally hate um, Aziz Ansari, but he had, you know, he had a good, he did have a good bit when he was hosting Saturday Night Live. Like, all these guys were like, I didn't realize how bad, how hard it was for them to like stay in the closet being like KKK <laughs> Nazi guys. <laughs> and he's like, you know, now that Trump's in office, they're like jumping out of the closet. And it's like, wow, I didn't realize you guys were fighting so hard not to be so like outwardly pro white supremacy and stuff right. like that and it, you know and it's just you know the 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 guy that you know the guy he just had for like secretary of um defense or whatever where you know he just announced a new one too i didn't even see who the pick was or anything like that but i know you, that he did announce a new one too. the guy that led the you know the guy that led the, the the chant of like lock her up lock her up yeah is the same guy that like was talking to you know russian spies or russian you know intel russian intelligence officers and it's like you know, it's if if it's going to be an uphill, it's definitely going to be an uphill struggle because I mean, you know, Trump just. I, the guy doesn't know what he's doing, and I'm scared that he's going to make the wrong fucking decision, and by the, it's going to be too late. A bomb's going to go. The whole reason why I didn't vote for him though was because he doesn't know what he's doing. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, like really, because like, that was my whole thing. I was like, I was like, the last change didn't work. Okay, like the last change. 
Bravo, Listen, watch watch what happens. Re- was- America, the reality show. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, we put a moron in charge. No, I'm dead. No, but seriously, <laughs> no, no. though, let me tell you, that's kind of how they're looking at it. Because, like, I have friends in Canada. I have a friend in Belgium that I talked to. Now, mm-hmm. And they all look at it like, wow. Like, <laughs> what is up with America? <laughs> you know? I mean, like, there was the one meme that my cousin posted the other day, and I was dying. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy in the window eating ketchup potato chips, and it said, this is Canada watching American <laughs> politics. You know? And he's just in the window. The guy just, yeah. <laughs> And it just totally, yeah, it totally fits. I mean, but my when I say, like, because he doesn't know what he's doing, it was just, like I said, the, the change. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I was kind of thinking, like, okay, you know. I mean, like, I remember, too, like, not necessarily they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, obviously, they hired CEO from CEO. You know, somebody who actually had CEO experience. But we, when I worked at Sprint, and they ended up um, hiring in, um, it was Howard Schultz, I think his name was, Schutz or something. He didn't have, like, any idea about wireless or anything like that. But, man, oh, man, he came into a sink, uh, sinking ship. And he definitely did turn it around Mm -hmm. and the time frame that he was there he turned it around and even too selfishly enough like six months of that guy getting in the office Mm -hmm. is when i lost my job my job got caught across the board how i found out i was losing my job was that he first there was this employee like mandatory employee every employee conference call at like 1 p.m on this one day and we found out about it that morning or whatever and we get on there and the guy's announcing and this is at the beginning of november right Mm -hmm. and he's announcing we're gonna have 2500 jobs cut by the end of january and you will know within two weeks whether or not you're part of the cut and i know the holiday time is the worst time to lose your job but then again when is a good time to lose your job sure i'm running a company and it makes sense for a company to try to have most people out by january 1st and everybody out by january 31st who's going to not be on board come february 1st yeah before they poison the well <laughs> right exactly and as much as i'm pissed because i'm figuring out too because i'm just like okay i'm like i just made it through the last round of layoffs that happened you know like months before and i was like when i made it through that round uh-huh. i was like holy crap i can't believe they actually cut my spot because like i could see when they were doing that restructuring how they could take part of my job and move it here and part of my job and move it to this person and part of my, you know and then just be done with my job mm-hmm. you know and then that was it i mean like and then when we actually did get cut it was me and 52 other people who had my spot as part of this big 2,500 people layoff and everything like that. And I found mm-hmm. out within a week and all that. But again, I just never really took it personal. Like I was seeing it the whole time. And I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, cause I understood exactly what he was saying when he was saying that. He's like, I got brought on to run a business and that's what I have to look out for. I have to look out for the business. Yeah. And unfortunately, it brings bad news. Some hard decisions have been made, but it's a business decision, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I also too took my firing so easily because of the fact that I knew it wasn't anything I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, it was just simply they're eliminating my spot. You know, which sucked. But. And speak, well, speaking of Sprint, I hate those fucking commercials with the Verizon guy. Oh, I love that. Hi, I'm Paul the Verizon. You kidding me? I absolutely adore it. <laughs> like, too. That's me being old school Sprint yeah. and working in the retail store for like four years and having, you know, like one of the first things people would always come in, can you hear me now? <laughs> you wanted to just freaking like shoot it. You but know? The, but the guy, the guy worked for Verizon for all those years. Mm-hmm. The whole, the only reason the only okay he's a paid he spoke person but i mean he worked for them i mean you know the, you're getting a paycheck like like as a joke like even like the other day i got like a five dollar check from the jack and triumph show that i did oh two that, years ago. Your royalty check? <laughs> my royalty check <laughs> so technically i you I know i realized it was that low <laughs> yeah, oh yeah oh Oh no! Well, well a, fr- a friend of the friend of the show, uh, Sean, said, uh, "Oh, why, why don't you show us the pennies you got?" And I'm like, "No, I could get I get a halfway decent size of premium coffee for like, like I can't go to Starbucks for five, for five well, bucks. I can head over to D&D. I, I, I'd be big balling and Dunkin' Donuts." <laughs> 
But that being said, like I have okay, even if it's a five dollar check, to, I mean, not that not that my loyalty is bought, but I'm not going to badmouth the Jack and Triumph show, right. like you know. And and I mean, one one it was a great experience, but you know, for him, like he has a whole second career bashing the whole reason we know his name in the first place you know like the whole reason we know his face is because of verizon and not that and trust me i'm not a verizon fan but you know for them for him to have a second career like you unloyal motherfucker you know what I'm saying where's your loyalty but, but then obviously it's with the money yeah i mean i can't blame him i mean i wouldn't was, you know. blame the sprint guy you remember the sprint dude remember with the trench coat back oh. when i worked there that was the spokesperson he had been the spokesperson for a few years prior uh-huh. and then like he was the spokesperson pretty much almost the entire time i was in retail uh-huh. up in until the big um, Sprint Nextel um, merger of equals, which was really, you know, honestly what it was. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's when Sprint brought out Nextel. But to be honest with you, actually, Nextel brought out Sprint, but took over the name. You kept the knew. Sprint name. Oh, yeah, because the Sprint name was way more established than Nextel was. I mean, Sprint goes back to, like, the early 1900s, you know, so yeah. before wireless. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But they, um... Yeah, so it was the merger of equals, and about it was just before that that they let the guy go. But when they let the guy go too, I mean, like they didn't really. I mean, like it was just like kind of cold. Like they just basically like all of a sudden it was just like there's no more sprint guy. Yeah, and well, it was like it. Like they made an announcement against the company, and it was just like done. So I mean, the company doesn't necessarily have loyalty either to their yeah. advertising campaign. Yeah, was, I'm like I'm trying to think who would be the anti um, um, Triumph insult comic dog like like Jeff Dunham. I guess if Jeff Dunham wants to I give me if, if Jeff Dunham wants to give me money, I guess I'll talk shit about, <laughs> about a jack and triumph but uh yeah i'm just saying is just those those commercials just slightly irritate me because i'm like what a you know disloyal bastard but then again i mean you know pays the bills yeah um plus also this day and age too it's kind of hard to stay loyal to a cell company like you know me i've always been like you know i've had the same service with sprint and the same phone number through sprint mm-hmm. since 1999 jesus right exactly and now my contract's up in june and i'm probably hopping to prepay because right now i'm paying double of what you know, for pre- and for what? I mean, like, I've been stuck in a contract. Mm-hmm. I'm using a phone that I kind of like, but, you know, I would much rather switch out of it, honestly, and get something better. Yeah. You know, and give this one to somebody, like my kids or something like that, you know? I, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like the money is concerned too, I mean, like I'm paying double right now, still being in a contract and all in the meanwhile, since I've signed my contract, all these prepaids have really dropped down very significantly. I've been using a prepaid phone for my oldest son. Mm -hmm. So I know how the system works and everything. I've gotten used to it and I just got it now set up. So it just automatically pulls from my account. So I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like I I got, like I got a net 10 phone. It's $50 a month and it's five gigs that are 4G. Then everything after that is, is, I mean, it slows down to 2G. That's like ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, at least like with 2G, you could still check your email. I mean, you know, you're not streaming anything. You're not, you know, you can kind of go on Facebook, kind of. But, you know, I mean, if you were a person, I mean, after that first 5Gs, you know, you got to be, you have to be watching like a lot of videos to burn through those 5Gs. Like, yeah. like if, if you use it and, and, and mind you, like right now, like when I go to lunch, I'll go on Facebook. And I don't stream. I don't stream videos. I don't stream music. But, you know, I could check my Facebook every day. I check Instagram for a little while, you know. And I luckily, I still haven't run through my five. I mean, like uh, like a couple months ago, I ran through it real quick because I didn't, I didn't know what I was fucking with. <laughs> and I was watching videos on YouTube and I was burning it up. And then, like, after, like, a week, I'm like, okay, now I got the next three weeks of 2G, <laughs> which is like, I want to gouge my eyes out. But, uh, yeah, but, I mean, if you use it sparingly, you can make 5Gs less, and that's only 50 bucks. They have cheaper. They have... Well, ver- yeah, Virgin Mobile. Uh, there's, like, $35. 35 for the 5G one, and then it's 45 for the 10. And then if you want to, you can buy additional... Just data? Yeah, yeah. you can buy additional data. 
So like, and that's the thing too. Like, even though right now I got Louis' phone set up to pull every month at, um, actually it's right around this time, and it pulls out thirty five dollars automatically. Mm-hmm. But if I realize that I'm gonna need more data or whatever, I can just go and buy more data. Yeah. And that's when you know you got a problem and, when you're buying yeah, data. Because that's Louis, such a first world problem. Most, most of the time, he only uses before five, but there's been a couple months that he has used between five and seven, and I'm okay with that because that's been the months that we've been in the car a lot or whatever, and mm-hmm. let me tell you, that phone is a saving grace in that car yeah. that I'm happy to dish out that yeah. data, man. I'm just like, yeah, take it. Fine. Good. Just give me some peace in the car so I can drive and not get into an accident, please. Like, yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, because remember, back, I mean, just, just like 10 years ago, it was like, you had to have the DVD player in your car. All the right. parents had DVD players in the car to keep their kids shut up. Now, you can't, you can't find if you're looking for one you know now every all the parents have their kids even if it's an old phone that the parents don't use anymore they just here just play this play fucking angry birds play right you know what if you do have data on it you know here have, you know and now they put the fucking data in the car but it's funny like how parents like even when i was a kid my dad used to buy me and my brother the little lcd games right to like shut us up on like whenever we went on like a trip any like trip football game yeah. Or whatever like that. yeah whenever we went on a trip that required getting on an airplane yeah that was like my father like last minute before, right before we got on the plane that was my dad's like here shut up <laughs> you know play with this, this and shut up for at least two hours and that would and now you can one of those games to our kids and they'll be like Psh. But you know, it's, it's funny how parents like you know times times change, but they didn't they haven't really changed. You know, saying like you yeah. know you buy your kids something that buzzes and bleeps and makes all types of noise, and they'll shut them up. Pretty much. So um, parenting. <laughs> <laughs> So with this being a non-traditional show, we're not really gonna we don't we don't have too much nerdy news, but uh, we we do have some nerdy news, but not much. But uh, we'll be right back with more dick and fart jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Or, it or, still works. Or, or, or tit and queef. It still, jokes. It, still, it still flies. <laughs> we'll be back with more tit and queef jokes. <laughs> this episode of Two Strangers One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. Eleven Fifteen East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building. Door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, crudes. I know, really. Right? the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of her. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. 
Click and Hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient, getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers, One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. Okay, so we're about halfway. I mean, it's, I, I knew we were going to spend a lot of time. Oh, no, okay, we're not. No, we got, we're, no we got, we're doing pretty good. I knew we were going to spend some talking talking about Trump, but let's let's um, move on to something. Let's talk else. about okay. You know, don't be wrong. I know I've been I've been wanting to have you on, and we've been planning to have you on. Right. But I'm not going to lie. If there's a little part of me that's just sort of just saying this is a big fuck you to Oscar because <laughs> oh, Oscar's think been. So. And you know, it's, don't be wrong. I love I, I love Oscar. Well, he only wrote and, what and, one note about me. Well, he's. I think he's. Or they he, mentioned me not about me, but they mentioned me in the note. I mean, they mentioned Kristen too, and yeah. I mean, like, that. I mean, he. I, don't be wrong. He absolutely hates my my baby mama, my daughter's mother. I've had on the show, oh, that's right. and yeah. he absolutely hates her. And that shows you how long ago it's been. Like he's he's been writing to the show or or been watching the show since like I think once again like around the time you started uh, co-hosting and 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 right before, towards the end when Kristen stopped uh, co-hosting right. which do you want to talk about that or no you don't want to because what? How, like, how, what, what 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 she sent to you what she sent you a message or whatever or no do you want to, uh, I forgot remind me no I, I'm talking about well no the, the, the other so the other day you had mentioned that Kristen had kind of sent you a message like to like back off like to like that, was that you were you're encroaching on, on her space and i'll be honest with you and and i'll be on the record and you know and I, I i share a lot of shit that i shouldn't share on the podcast and i understand that but i'll be i'll honestly say that Kristen had never ever ever confronted me and said anything about like she feels that you're like encroaching on her on the show now yeah. she she did confront me about layla right she was like i think layla was the straw that broke the camel's back i think you know what i think it was if i remember correctly and because i think if i remember telling you the story too i think that i had a couple shots of me to be honest with you uh-huh. when we when we talked not today mm-hmm. i'm saying like when we talked about it at uh-huh. another appropriate time <laughs> where drinking responsibility was okay uh-huh. um but I remember now that what it was was it had to do with like um I think you guys had had some discussion before uh-huh. this yeah that's what it was you guys had had some discussion uh-huh. and there was something going on where she had said something to you along the lines of like it's my name that's on this or something well yeah like well that. that's yeah well that's what she said I mean about Layla that it's my name on this and that, and that you're having her on the show and I'm like any person with a fucking you know because her thing was like she was basically saying to me like I you know like it wasn't like back off back off mm-hmm. but it was just kind of like you know like I like I was saying to you mm-hmm. like kind of like emphasizing to you how I felt about what I was reading oh okay. which was that she was basically telling me to back off oh okay <laughs> but she was she was actually kind of doing it like she was kind of in a more very catty saying, woman way 
You know, us girls, we got a good way of, like, being able to, like, be nice, but be mean, but be nice. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can, we can do it all mm. at the same time. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talented. And um, I think she was definitely being nice, being mean, being nice. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, when I was saying, like, the back, that was me saying to you, like, that's what I was, like, that's Oh, that's how the was, vibe you were that getting? Was, that was the interpretation of what I was reading and how I was taking it. I was kind of, I was taking it like you need to back off. Yeah, because you know, I mean, like I said, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, and I, I have no reason to lie. It, you know, she she did confront me when I had Layla on, right? Uh, and then my name's on the show, and 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 you have an Iran, and people are gonna think that's me. I said, no one, no one with a the slightest brain in their mind is gonna think is gonna confuse you and and Layla. You know, like, uh, you know, one I when I when we started the show, the episode, I introduced her as my baby mama, my daughter. I just keep saying baby mama. I don't mean to be that disrespectful but in my daughter's mother you know and i you know and and at that time things were different mom was high as a fucking kite when she recorded that that episode episode? yeah Yeah, i mean it was obvious she was high as a kite and you know and i said no one with no one with half a brain would think that's you not to mention that they don't sound alike and you know, and, and, no, it and, wasn't that she thought. And Kristen didn't sound like, like someone who no, just no, no. shot up some heroin. You know what, what it saying? was was that she like because now you said it. What it was was that she came on. Layla came on high, mm-hmm. and it's not that she was worried about anybody confusing her with Layla. Mm-hmm. It was that she was worried, especially with her and her career that she was doing. I don't know yeah. if she's still doing the same career or not, but the type of career that she was involved in at the time, yeah. which I don't know if she ever talked about it on the show or anything. That's why I'm not saying it. Um, well, that, she, that could well, impact. Her, if like, because like, um, she didn't think, I mean, like, you know, because she was joking around too that one time with us, but she was saying, like, you know, like, I doubt anybody that I work with listens to the show, ha ha ha, you know, yeah. blah, blah, you know, and we got a chuckle out of it at the time too. So, um, but I think that her whole thing was like, you know, this is a public thing, and then here's this that gets thrown in, and if there was somebody paying attention, yeah. This could really impact me at work. Yeah. Well, I. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's look. I guess I could never run for president. I could never do anything important in my right. life because I got this shit on record. And you know, I and I get where she comes from. And and I, I, she did talk about it on the show. She was she was an EMT. And, okay. And yeah, here, I didn't know she had actually told everybody. And about here so. in Rochester, there was a big deal where there was a guy that was shooting at the police. And the EMTs, yeah. and the EMT showed up, and then he started shooting at the EMTs. I think I think he killed his the guy must have killed his wife or something like that. He killed somebody. Then the police showed up, and then the EMT showed up, and then he started shooting at the EMTs. And right. Kristen was actually part of the second wave. She was there when it happened. Oh, I didn't and, know. That. And 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 you know, God bless whatever you know angels are watching over her. You know, if you believe that stuff, you know, <laughs> whatever you know, whoever luck of whatever she had, luckily she wasn't shot. And I know that was really traumatic. And, you know, but she was trying to be EMT. And then, you know, the funny thing, I took training to be EMT back in 2000 and, no, excuse me, 1996. Oh. Out of, right out of high school, I took I took my EMT training. So when she was telling me stuff, like, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I, you know, when you become an EMT, you kind of share war stories with other people and stuff like that. So, right. you know, I, I had, I worked a couple of shifts in the emergency room as part of, just part of your New York State training. And, you know, and, and I hung out with people that were, worked in the, in the volunteer ambulance, you know, and I never, I never did the full on volunteer because you need you needed before you worked anywhere you have to do volunteer service like no place is gonna except for like the city where that hires you like except for a city job new york city job every other place every other hospital you got to do some time in in the volunteer and i was like at that time i was working and like i was kind of doing a little bit of college at the time and i was like I don't know how I squeezed EMT training in there also, but when I got my, I, I like, I took the certification and I just 
I never did anything right. with it, but you know, so I mean, she would tell me some war stories and stuff like that, and you know, and I, I miss her, and I feel bad. I don't, you know, I feel that I feel bad. She's no longer part of the show, but do you talk to her still outside? She of the show? she fell off the face of the earth. I've sent her face. I sent her Facebook messages. I sent her Yahoo messages, oh, okay. and not a response at all. You know, I, just... I I hope I hope she's still alive. Quite frankly, you know, but that's you know that's that's not you know I don't want to get into her business because she's not here to defend herself. But if she's on, well, when Kristen, she did. <laughs> Leave, didn't it? It was amicable, if I remember correctly. She wrote, even though yeah, she yeah, she, she basically position. said, you know, that I'm doing other things, and 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 this isn't the show wasn't going the way I wanted it. To, not she didn't put it like that, but she had basically said that you know she wants to do now. When she first came into the show, and I can't believe we're spending this much time talking about it. Oh. No, but when she first came on the show, because she had wanted to do improv, that was her thing, and I had done a couple of nights with you know the Village Idiots, and that was out of the Village Gate Mall, and and. Not that I was ever really involved with them, but I probably, you know, I did a couple nights with them and I'm like, okay, you know, I go there. That's why I trained and stuff like that. And then, then she had mentioned, you know, I want to do something else, like maybe a podcast. And that, to me, that, that opened the door. I'm like, oh my God, we have to do a podcast. And uh, so we started doing that. And for some reason, I guess five years ago, it felt like a different landscape. And I, and I had told her, I said, look, give me two years. I know it sounds crazy. I said, I guarantee you in two years, we're going to be famous. Like I, I, had, I had said, I said, I said, in two years, we're going to have, we're going to have some sort of notoriety. We're going to have, we're going to have a presence on the internet, you know, and, and that was, you know, at the very beginning, we were doing two episodes a week and, you know, and, and she was dedicated, you know, for someone that also was going to school and, and had a job and everything like that. Yeah. Cause she didn't mention the time. Yeah, you know, and that's and and at that time I I started the show I was I was unemployed, <laughs> so it was easy for me to go yeah let's do two shows a week because I didn't have anything else to do. I mean I was taking care of my daughter, but you had you know five years ago she was one. You know, I mean, you were you were trying to keep up with twice a week. Yeah, back then. I, oh, I love I would I you know I always like you were trying to get on the beginning of the week and then you were trying to get one in like usually on Fridays. Yeah, like, it was like two. It, yeah, had it, if I had it my way, it'd be like Tuesdays and Thursdays. So it's sort right. of like you know, and and in the way I listen I to podcasts, you know, I listen to pod. I you know, my all the podcasts that I follow. I follow religiously. I I'll pick up the occasional podcast, but you know I listen to one called The Weekly Planet, which is all about comic book movies. I listen to Cinema Psyops, which are friends of the show, um, and then of course the Kevin Smith ones. You know, the Hollywood Babylon, Education. Uh, you know, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Uh, uh, what, I'm trying to think, what else? And 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 Smodcast. I mean, the original, the mm-hmm. Big Daddy that started it all, Smodcast. So you know, those are the ones I'm like diehard loyal to. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure I listen. You know, and yeah, I listen to the occasional Nerdist or or you know, I have friends that recommend other podcasts. About last check. night or about last night is a really good one. I, I heard about. I've I've heard I've heard, I've heard awesome. a couple of. It's got Brad Williams. Brad Williams, Brad Williams the, is actually um, the dwarf, right? That's uh, yeah. He yeah. actually guest hosted an episode once of, of Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like the podcast, and, and and I guess in the beginning, like I told Chris and I said, give it two years. You know, and once again. It was a different landscape back then. I said five years ago. I said give it two years, and I promise that we'll have some sort of notoriety. And she gave me a little over a year, you know. And then after Stranger Con, she said, you know, she said that's it. I'm done, you know. And 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 so like you didn't give me a chance to make my promise. <laughs> you had to give me a two year commitment, and we would have probably. You know, and like I said, it was asking a lot, and it was asking a lot, especially from a guy that was fucking unemployed. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, and here we are, five years later. I'm still doing the podcast, and and it's not like I'm doing this for money, and it's not like I'm doing this for fame because I didn't fucking reach that kind of level. But you know, I love doing the podcast so much, 
And it is a record. It is a record of things going on in my life. Like, heavens forbid, I fucking leave here tonight and fucking die. Like, my daughter could listen back to the past five years of her dad's life, you know, like... Here you should talk to her mom. You know, know, here's daddy had a job. I mean, it was a dad who didn't have a job. Then he had a job. Then he got punched in the face. Yeah. My dearest daughter. Don't play this for her until she's after... Until she's over 18. There's a record of her of the past five years of her life, but don't let her listen to it after she's eighteen. Dad, what's fap? You know, oh, sorry, what's fapping? Yeah. But you know, so. Hey, dear Star, let me explain. <laughs> Before you judge. But, <laughs> Dad was an angry man. Dad was a very angry man. Forgive, love me as a father. Understand me as a man. <laughs> you know, because you know, I understand that I'm I'm a I'm an acquired oh, taste. But, you know, and so, I don't know, just doing the podcast, like, it, it is my therapy. It really is. And I can't, you know, I do go back and I, I do on occasion listen to an older episode just for whatever reason. And I'm like, wow, things are so much different now than they were back then. And, you know, some things are, some, I mean, a lot of things are better. Some things are worse, you know. And I was, you know, I've, I think I've, you know, I've been on the podcast through some of my darkest fucking times. And it's like, you know, I could look back and, and 10 years from now and go, wow, you know, 2025 or something like, you know. Oh, you know, what was I doing in 2005? Or, two, two, yeah, 2015, excuse me. And, you know, and then I think 2015 was two years ago. So, right. you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, let's... you're definitely well better off than you were when we last recorded. <laughs> when we last recorded, you were in that trailer with those people with the cat. Oh, yeah. You were having the cat drama, remember? Yeah. <laughs> you talked about the cat drama, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, you know, and I moved yeah. a couple of times and now I'm living by myself, you know, and I say living by myself, I have my own apartment where my daughter stays with me a couple working nights out job. of the week, working a halfway decent job, you know, which I, which is something I did want to talk about. Um, yeah. You know, the the, 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 the glamour and the luster of my job is start slowly starting to kind of like wash off and it's not and it's not really my job's fault it's just some of the people i work with okay. like i had i had someone at my job like Do any of them listen to this first time? i don't think so i think one guy i think one okay. guy from from my job even knows the podcast exists i was say, i mean like if i was you i wouldn't go into any office job or anything well, like that telling them like i do a no i don't he he friended right. me on facebook and oh, then and then and then and then that there kind of go. that led yeah. to him like he's like what's do you do a radio show or something i said i do a podcast or whatever so so, you know, but I mean, I have to vent because it's like, I mean, everybody bitches about their job, but it's just yeah. like I had someone steal an account from me and, oh. and, and I was fucking livid. I was ready to fucking quit that day. I was like, this fucking bitch, you know, and, you know, and I had my, my boss explain it. And then of course, you know, it's sort of like, well, you know, we've all had accounts stolen from us. Like that yeah. doesn't fucking make it right. You know, well, that's sad. <laughs> like, I can tell you that actually the way that I ended up in Sprint seriously mm-hmm. was because of a sale. Mm-hmm. And here's the story, right? I was selling cars. All right, back in the day. And I spent all this time with this one couple from New York City that came into my place and they wanted to buy a Suburban, mm-hmm. you know, which, I mean, still didn't really make too much sense to me, but whatever. They had the money, they were doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. Because, I mean, like, really, I started thinking about it, too. I'm just like, what the hell are they going to do with a Suburban once they get back to the city? Like, yeah. <laughs> they wanted a Suburban and they had the money. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, I spent, like, six hours with these guys doing, going through the process, trying to get them approved and everything. We get them approved. We get everything settled. We're like, okay, you know what? Um, Come back in three hours. We'll have everything ready for you you can take delivery blah 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 this and that whatever whatever so you know the thing goes
goes in the back or whatever. I get back from lunch. I go and check it and everything's going good and everything. I come back out front and my manager at the time, this guy Chris, he says, I want you to go talk to the guy over by the tracker. And I was like, nah, dude, I got my people coming back in a little bit here. You know, I got to do my delivery and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't worry. He's like, I want you to go talk to him. He's like, because I think that he needs to talk to the girl. I'm just like, okay, all right, fine, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't. I'm like, just please put him in my office, you know, because we had our cubicles, you know, but still mm-hmm. office, you know? Yeah. I'm like, please, they get here, just put him in my office, right? Mm-hmm. So I go out with the damn tracker guy for a second. And I can tell he's tire kicking and everything like that. So I get him back real quickly and just get him scooped off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I come back in, Chris is like, what happened? I'm just like, he wasn't buying. I'm like, he was just tire kicking, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, you know, like, you're supposed to talk to us, whatever, whatever. Okay. And my people come in for the suburban yet? Yeah, they're with Profeta right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's another salesperson. I'm like, oh, no. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And I knew. So then everything gets done. I go over, like, when they come back in and everything like that, I shake my hand, start joining in on the whole delivery thing or whatever like that, but it's mostly over with at that point and mm-hmm. all that. So then they leave, and, you know, we're waving, you know, yay. So they leave, get back in, and Profeta's like, man, thank you so much. I really needed that commission, blah, 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 blah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> this wasn't what? a fucking gift. <laughs> Started going, to, I'm like, no, 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 no. I told you guys, please put them out. Yeah, and, this, and they were like, well, you know, it, that's the deal is when you get two salespeople, you split. Oh, no. No, I'm like, he delivered it for a hat. So I started kind of losing my shit a little bit and mm-hmm. everything. I told him, I was like, you know, and then finally Chris is like, do you need to go home for the day? I'm like, fuck yeah, I need to go home for the day. <laughs> you know, let me tell you, I go home and I'm talking, this is 99. Uh-huh. Right, so I go home, or no, 2000, excuse me. Go home, get on my computer, internet and Java and everything. It was all just becoming like really popular, revolutionized and everything like that. Yeah. So here I am just on the computer furiously typing, <laughs> sending out my resume to anywhere I can figure out to send my resume to online, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going anywhere online I can figure it out. And if I can email them or submit it online, I'm doing it. And I stayed up till like 2 in the morning doing that and everything like that. Going to work the very next day, they're like, all right, we talked about it with the, man, the general manager. He agrees with you this is what we came up with which I thought was a fair deal because back in the day you used to get paid by the vehicle and like if you sold a higher end vehicle you got paid a higher end commission you sold a lower end vehicle you got paid a lower end commission it's not that way anymore for most dealerships now it's like pretty much like across the board or whatever mm-hmm. but that's how it was back in the day when I sold so I got my suburban commission which I definitely deserved but I had to turn around though on my next like lower end car that I sold like a Cavalier or something like that mm-hmm. I had to turn around and give the commission to Profeta for that oh. you know and I was like, all right, fair deal. Because my whole thing was I was really upset about the Suburban deal. You know what I mean? That's why, because that was the chunk, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I got the chunk, so I was relatively happy and satisfied. Mm-hmm. And then three weeks later, Sprint called me. <laughs> 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 they saw my thing. They, yeah. They're like, yeah, we're hiring. And that was the thing, too. Like, they were kind of desperate, too, at the time because they were like, the guy who I ended up working for years later, too, later uh-huh. on. And then, like, basically, I used to joke around that, like, half my job was covering his ass because it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, The guy who hired me, like, he admitted to me, like, that he had sat on, like, staffing the store and that now he was, like, desperate. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I got somebody for you, right? And I called my <laughs> one buddy. I'm like, you need to come down here today. I'm like, because they're hiring, like, they just don't care. I'm like, so you need to go in today. And let me tell you, he picked up a job. Too. <laughs> Your standards are dropping. Come now. That's the same thing. It was. It was really seriously like that. Because he's all like, dude, I'm like, they're interested in my freaking PageCom experience. PageCom was this little ghetto pager store, right? <laughs> on the corner of J Street and Broad, which is like wow. total Rock- ghetto. That's in, in the Rochester. hood. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the hood, you know? Yeah. And I worked there for two years. Yeah. 
Because that was the thing, when I answered the phone, you know, like I really was applying to a lot of like automotive places and everything like that when I sent out my resume. And I only applied to that sprint shop because I was just like, oh, shot in the dark, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, like when the place called me back and they're like, well, we're interested in your wireless experience. At first, I'm just kind of like, wireless experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what? I sold beepers in the yeah. hood. <laughs> I sold beepers and prepaid cell phones in the hood. And even barely at that, like, that was like really kind of the job. But like, more, I worked for the guy that owned the place because the guy that owned the place he also like did things like he used to buy like small apartment complexes mm-hmm. and fix them up and things like that so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I really ran his stuff including his personal finances too <laughs> like seriously like second week into the job he was teaching me how to forge a signature so that I could cut the checks and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> seriously God bless America oh yeah absolutely <laughs> you know and finally I got it close enough and he was like that'll fly <laughs> and that was it so yeah. All right. What else you got on here? All right. Let's, let's see, see what we got. Really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my, my catch me outside, girl. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. See, let me tell you. A whole been, bunch of ridiculousness. I've been. I've been on. I've been on uh, Instagram recently. I got for some reason I've been getting on Instagram, and she has so many fucking videos out. And it's like, look, that well, girl, TMZ still following her for some fucking reason. And it's like, like I don't she, know why. She is such jailbait. And it's like, and it's like, because remember, like, Do you remember, mean like, jailbait, like, guys are gonna, well, probably well, both. I'm actually. just saying, it's like, remember, like, question. even like when the Olsen twins were like, they were like, there was like a website dedicated to the Olsen twins turning 18. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, everyone keeps, oh, she's so young. Yeah, but she's a little fucking hood rat, but like, she's only 13. She, she's one of those, like, and it, it, she, I mean, she's not a fucking virgin. You know what I'm saying? Like, not. you know, but. But it's like, you know, if if she was in the hood, I mean, if she was in the hood, she probably is in the hood. I'm just saying is that, you know, she'd be doing adult things even though she's a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. she, and, and it's it's like, it's funny how, like, people j- just admit that she's jailbait. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's why she's so famous. That Because there's guy, there's grown men. She's famous because she's a scumbag. Well, she's scumbag, but she's a, she's. A, I mean, like I don't know. She has a certain appeal to her that that I think that to some that, of the guys and stuff like that. But I think the reason why she got so popular was because of just that stupid quote. I mean, yeah. like, really, like her yelling. Yeah, but I'm just. It, but, being, if, like, me but if it was, but if it was, if it was, if it was an ugly girl, I don't think she'd be as famous as as. Probably not. Because <laughs> let me tell you, man. There's been plenty of episodes of Murray, and there's been plenty of beautiful quotes that I have just captivated and taken yeah. out of my own. Out of Maury because yeah. I mean like you know but none of those people are getting their memes or yeah. anything like that I mean like that's probably got something to do with it I don't know I really hate that this is gone yeah it's sad that, that we like live in a world where that we even know who she exists <laughs> that we even know that she... really, not that she exists but like I'm, I mean like I hate that it's stuck around so long because now it's like they they're starting to put this girl on a pedestal in a way mm. you know and she's no like, Kim Kardashian and the I new, hate, like famous for nothing but... I don't want my kids like thinking that that is the way that you act you know what I mean like that, yeah. it's not it's not acceptable in any way manner you know what I mean like even for adults to be acting like that it's not acceptable you know yeah and it's just I mean like and yeah you know, I'm mean, like I always explain to my kids like you know like my son you know for instance too you're know, like why do I gotta be a gentleman why I gotta have manners it doesn't make any sense and I'm like no it really does I'm like because you need to understand something too I'm like the way that you do conduct yourself with people is what you're gonna get back in return yeah I'm like and if you're polite and you have manners people are gonna be polite and have manners with you most likely so you know you want to show them that you're that type of person that you have half a brain yeah and that you can say please and thank you and you're gonna if you do that you're gonna be pretty okay in life you know I mean as long as you can definitely show some you know show some respect and show some man this girl is outright I mean like she went right back on that show and insulted him I mean she tried to sit there and say like I made you Dr. Phil like no no Oprah made Dr. (laughs) Phil that's how we even 
know who Dr. Phil is. Okay, yeah. so let's just get that straight little girl right there. Oprah yeah. made Dr. Phil. You went on and got him famous, and you should be really kissing Dr. Phil's ass mm-hmm. for even having you on the show to yeah. begin with, putting you through some reform camp that obviously didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's funny. Because, like, my one buddy post, he was just like, hey, she's going on the show. I wonder if she's changed or whatever. I posted back. I'm like, well, TMZ just reported this morning she tried to punch out one of the reporters. So, <laughs> yeah. obviously, not much. Get, <laughs> get, like, banned for life off of airplanes and stuff yeah. like that. Or, no, so. she threatened. That's what it was. She threatened to punch one of the reporters or whatever. And that's the thing. Like, TMZ's still following her around. Like, she's something yeah yeah but then again i mean like you know they did follow around like the other ones too like you go back to like chewbacca mom they follow yeah. her around for a few weeks but then they laid off because it gets old you know like yeah. i just don't understand like why is this not getting old like at some point i wish this would just go away and fade yeah. into the background a little bit you know because it's, cause it's been like it's been a, it's a bit of it's about it's been about a month so she she doesn't have much left um, like her 15 minutes is about up <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, how was your Valentine's Day? It was a day. <laughs> it was a day. It, it was. I like, I, I worked Tuesday. I work late that yeah. I work late that night, so I had an excuse not to like not have a date because I'm like I'm working. I don't worry. <laughs> I'm working till night. Valentine's Day so, for me has always just kind of been another day at this point. You know, what hmm. I mean, especially since I stopped being married. You know, and I don't know. I mean, like for me, like for one, like I just never really like I wasn't that girl. Like, when I was in high school, for one, I dated a guy who wasn't in high school. Like, he had already been on high Like, he was a little older than me. Let me tell you, my parents did not like it whatsoever, mm. you know. But um, he was a little older than me. And um, I dated him for three years out of my four years of high school. So, I mean, like, to me, that's my high school boyfriend, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. But, like, so, like, all that stuff they did in school with, like, the send a flower to your homeroom or something. I just never really got that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because the guy I dated was out of school. And then we usually would get together on Valentine's Day. And then that whatever you know like the, you know because when you're younger it is a little bit more important to you and that kind of thing you know mm. and then um i don't know i mean like even with like you know even when i was married and stuff like that too like we didn't really partake in that or anything like that yeah but he wasn't that type of dude either like you know like i was married to him like i was with him god like five years before we got married we were married for five years and like you know not including the one year it took us to get divorced so in 10 years the guy never once like even brought flowers mm. like not even like sender like never even brought it home you know what i mean <laughs> he always blamed my allergies you know you have allergies which i mean like yes i do but there's these other things called pills <laughs> you know and you take the pill and then it blocks the allergies but still nonetheless and then even still too like you know and then john whenever my ex you know my boyfriend after that brought me flowers it was always after we had had a bad fight and mm. it was every time i mean like besides the first date every time i got flowers after that it was always like you know like flowers because i <laughs> yeah. we had a fight and he was kissing my i'm ass. sorry flowers and then half the time and then he realized very quickly that usually that just pissed me off a little bit more because at the time we were st- like they started doing that kind of thing mm. we were sharing the finances i'm like fuck you just wasted money on flowers <laughs> you know you could have just said i'm sorry <laughs> you know you could have said, said i'm sorry i paid the cable bill <laughs> <laughs> exactly right instead of you know buying like a 25 dollar bouquet which is sweet but you know it's like i would rather and that's the thing too like i would have rather got him like on a surprise or valentine's day or something like that so i don't know valentine's like i did a little song for my kids you know like i give them each a little gift and then i get chocolate for the house because you know i mean mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go getting them each i mean first if i get them each a little box of chocolate half of them they're not gonna eat any because they don't like them because their taste buds just aren't there yet you know yeah but so i mean like i bought like a bunch of kisses and stuff like that you know yeah hershey kisses kit kats that's 
stuff that I do know they like and threw it in a bowl and it was like another little mini Halloween stash yeah. you know, of their favorites mm-hmm. and then they each just got a little like ten dollar gift. Yeah, that's cute. You know, that's, so yeah, I, me, I like I said, I just work late and then like I wasn't even with my daughter that day, so like yeah. you know, I asked, "Is it gonna be my Valentine?" She said, "Yeah, Daddy." Was, you know, that was that was very sweet. Um, yeah. No, apparently Yusuf from Belgium was my Valentine this year. Your what? My buddy, my pen pal, Yusuf from Belgium. Oh, Yusuf from Yusuf, Belgium. Yes, because he, he messaged me. He was just like, would you be my Valentine? I was like, well, I might as well be yours because I'm no one else's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, for those who follow my Facebook feed, um, I, I did go to a ball and, and I, I, I took someone with me, someone that I guess if you want to say for the lack of better term, someone I was seeing for a little while. Hey. And, you know, and, you know, she pulled, she pulled through at the last minute, you know, it, it is kind of just, just as, hi, surprise, you want to go do something, you know, that requires a dress and getting your hair done and all this other stuff at the last, like literally the last minute. And, you know, and it was for the night, for what it was, it was fucking fun. I had a blast, you know, the, you know, it was decent food, there was dancing, there was gambling, which I didn't realize how good I was at playing fucking uh, uh, Texas Hold'em because oh, I, I cleaned up on Texas Hold'em and I'm not a, I'm not a card player. But you know, just and the I funny, like yeah, oh, yeah, well, yes, but the, the funny thing is, like, I'm playing Texas Hold'em, and then they're like, the guy next to me was like, because my date was she was kind of like helping me out, like, oh, you should probably do this, you should probably do that, okay. The, the guy playing the guy to my right, he's you know, he's putting his hands down, you know, he, he doesn't want to play or he's losing. And then when he busts out or wherever they call, once again, I should how little I play. Yeah. Then he wants to come and give me advice. Let me look at your cards. <laughs> like, You're losing. <laughs> what the fuck? What advice? What advice? He's teaching. He's teaching. Because but... that's how it works. If you can't do, you teach. Remember? Yeah, but so... I, I, let me tell you. And the funny thing is, it was so many times he would tell no, me to do something. I love teachers. He would <laughs> he would tell me to do something and I wouldn't do it. And you know and like and she and then she was like like fuck you. And, uh, yeah, and here, exactly. Man. And she's like she goes. You know, he's telling you to do something. Say, Obviously, he's not a good player because he'd still be playing if if he, he knew what the fuck. Worrying about what I'm doing. Yeah, if, if he, he knew what the fuck he was and, doing. Yeah. So you know, don't don't take advice from losers, people. Well, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> That's but, hysterical. But yeah, so so I mean, you know, had a good time, dressed up. You know, I jumped on the dance floor, you know. So did you like, do the blue suit that you told me about? I did the blue suit. Now, why is there no pictures of the blue suit? Like, there's the one picture of you two with the masks. Well, one, I mean. Did nobody take a picture of you in the blue suit? Or did you guys not? I mean, like, my one girl that works at the same company as you, uh-huh. she posted, like, a bunch of pictures, including, like, a professional picture that was taken that day. Yeah, I, we just posted. I just, I think honestly, I think all we had was, like, us sitting at the table, which at the time I wasn't even wearing the jacket. Yeah. And then the one professional photo that we took together. Because, Did you guys have that one now? Yeah. Oh, well, you gotta I, show me that. Oh, I, I, you it's on my Facebook. Yeah, it no, yeah, it's on my oh, Facebook. Okay. And then the funny thing is that, so I get the suit and look, it was a Steve Harvey suit. I'm not going to, like the the brand name is Steve Harvey. And I said, oh, perfect. Yeah. I love Steve Harvey. He's a great guy, man. And so I said, and the whole thing is, quite frankly, it was, it was the most inexpensive suit that I can find that would fit me. Right. You know, without going to like, you know, the, the big man shop. Yeah. They got suits that'll fit me, but then they want to charge you an arm and a leg. Right. So then I take it to the tailor and (laughs) I ended up paying like three times the price of the suit to get it. Custom tail. That being said, it was cut really well. For for all right, she didn't touch the jacket, but the jacket was blousy. But that's the way the jacket that that's the way that jacket was designed. But the arm sleeve length that she did do was good. You know the the lining looks good. The pants look because the pants look like fucking Omar the tent maker. Fucking you know right. like they, it's meant it's meant for guys that are six foot three and or five hundred pounds. Right. So uh, so. 
but you know, so I can I can honestly say I have an Italian tailored suit because yes. the lady I, I love her to death. She's you know, Anna Deganchi. The you know the old yeah on on English and Mount Reed. English Mount and Reed. Mount Reed five eight five six two one four four eight two. And I love her to death because she is. She doesn't have the heavy old school Italian accent, but she kind of has the little bit of the the what's the matter you? you oh know, no, she's got it. I you know I make I cut it. The she speaks to me in half Italian, half English, like she talks to me. Yeah, and yeah. I and you so know I've known her. And that's the thing too. Like I've known this woman Anna actually since I was. Um, 19, I mm-hmm. want to say. Yeah, she's my friend's mom. Yeah, so I mean, she I did a fantastic her. job, but, you know, it, you know, it's I spent more tailoring it than I did on the fucking suit. But, I mean, that being but said... That's how it it's, works also, too, for us girls, too, with the dresses most of the time, too. Like, when yeah. we get our dresses and we get them altered, usually it costs either as much, if not more. Yeah, it, 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 it fit me good. It fit me, I mean, especially... I mean, I, I'm I'm blown away with what she did with the pants. Yeah. The jacket, all she, all she did to the jacket was alter the sleeves so they look right on me. I mean, the length of the jacket is just the design of the jacket it's meant to be this ridiculously long jacket or whatever so you know i had you know and so i'm like i need a theme i need a theme so i was looking for like bow ties or something like that i came across an american flag bow tie i'm like all right american flag will be my theme so i bought i bought Actually, I bought the full face mask of the American flag, but then I cut out the eye part. Oh, so, so you just, did that? Yeah. Nice. I, um, and, you know, it was at Party City. You know, the mask cost like three bucks or something like that. Yeah. Um, I put an American flag. Uh, I want something that I just happened to have around my house. I had an American flag as like a, the, 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 the collar. Not a hank. I don't want to say handkerchief because it sounds like I'm not going to blow my nose in the American flag. But, right. you know, I had a, a Captain America pin, the little, the, the shield, the, the star, um, the, the American flag bow tie, American flag suspenders, which you didn't see because I I wore a vest and then I even well I had stars and stripes socks also so I was was pulling up my legs I was pulling up my pants for my coworkers. they're cracking up I went. I went. I said, "Fuck it! If I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go into. I'm gonna go into theme." So, you know, I, I have to. You know, I have to admit that. You know, it was. It was for what it was uh, of just a night, just hanging out, having fun. You know, dancing and stuff like that. I I had a blast. But it's good yeah. to see companies doing that again too, because like when I used to work for Sprint, we used to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then about two years, two and a half. No, about two and a half, three years, and they stopped doing that stuff because like you know things were starting to go sour. Mm-hmm. First things to go, of course, are those kinds of perks like doing that thing. I mean, like the first year I worked at Sprint. Man, the booze cruise, mm-hmm. legendary. <laughs> and we're like, we still, even when I get together with my ex-sprint co-workers, one of the first conversations we have is, booze cruise. <laughs> Let's see, I mean, relive that whole booze cruise all over again because it really, truly was such a blast, you know? I mean, like, and that was the thing too, because like the whole night, it wasn't just the, you know, like the boat because like we all carried on afterwards to a bar across the street, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know it was a good night because my one buddy, the way he went into this bar was in Fairport, right? And the way he went into this bar was, like, he parked in the parking lot, which was behind the bar. And then he walked in this, like, back door or whatever. But there is still, like, a front entrance with a porch and everything like that. So, um, fast forward, we had taken off and everything. Because he was trying to get with this girl, our mm-hmm. buddy. And, um, you know, and I was married at the time. You know, we're like, are you okay? Whatever, you know. All right, you know, we're you're good. All right, well, then we're going to take off or whatever. And mm-hmm. we ended up leaving. He ended up staying for a while. He struck out with a girl. He ended up staying for a little bit while longer. Bar closed down. He takes off, right? Walks out the front entrance, not remembering that there's a back entrance, right? <laughs> he walks around freaking Fairport for like another 90 minutes, finally figures out like where he is in Fairport, 
and how to get to a convenience store. <laughs> and he goes to a convenience store, and then um, he tried to call my phone, mm. and I didn't wake up, right? Mm. Yeah, my ex-husband, you know, sleeping right next to me at the time, apparently yeah. he heard it, uh. didn't even bother to look to see who it was. <laughs> you know, somebody's calling you at like 3.30 in the morning. You might want to check yeah. and see. And yeah, like, 3.30 in the morning, obviously I would be just checking out of curiosity, just be like, bitch, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, this better not be no bitch calling my man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, he had no suspicion, no nothing, no curiosity. <laughs> he heard the phone going off, didn't think anything of it. It was my buddy Vinny trying to call me from the freaking convenience store and let me know that he was, you know, at this convenience store in Fairport and really didn't know how to get back to his truck <laughs> or the bar. So, and then he ended up explaining it to somebody and somebody took him something. Like, they were like, oh, I know where you were. And they ended up taking him back to his truck or whatever. And then he slept in his truck for a little bit and then drove back mm. to where he was living, you know. But, yeah. So you know that that was a legendary thing. Yeah. You got somebody stumbling around Fairport for 90 minutes trying to figure out where exactly they are. <laughs> right. Don't miss those days. Well, that yeah. was a while ago, too. I mean, again, I'm talking early. That was about two, like, late 2000s. So. All right. And Living then in the 2000s then, tonight. No, I'll we'll, say what you got here. No, so the last, I mean, I guess I kind of have other nerdy news. I'll shotgun through that. But, uh, okay, so I know, obviously, well, we spoke about Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl last episode. I really, I actually haven't seen the Lady Gaga Metallica performance. I've heard about it. Yeah, and what I like, I think it's kind of funny that the song, now, okay, Lady Gaga, to the best of my knowledge, never had, like, a drug problem. Right. But the song is about, like, a pop star who's, like, desperate for attention. And so, and but in this in this song, it's also about her being self destructive with drugs. So it's not you know it, it, the song yeah. the song is really more towards like a Miley Cyrus or a, or a Lindsay Lohan yeah. type of person where they're self destructive and and more Lindsay Lohan because Miley Cyrus is Miley Cyrus acting she stupid. She's not it around these yeah days. yeah she's not. They're actually talking about Lindsay Lohan is up too. You know how they just did the Beauty and the Beast the reboot of Beauty. And yeah, the Beast she like wants to be uh, Ariel. And they're There's, saying that she's actually got a good chance at it. Well, she might. Her I mean, face like, looks. Her face looks caved in. But she's right now. Yeah, she looks. She I, has I way too much picture. work on her face, and I mean, okay, look. Yeah, I say she's got plastic surgery on her face. This, but I saw the picture of her with the refugee family, or not the refugee family. I think it was a. I forgot who, what family it was, but she was. It was the picture that was like you know. I posted it on Facebook because I was like, is this for real? Mm-hmm. About her wanting to talk to Trump about how to solve the you know refugee. Problem. Yeah, exactly. You know. I, I mean, look. But she actually looked pretty healthy. If this picture. was ten years ago, when she was oddly enough working for Disney, when she did like the Herbie movie, yeah. like right before she fell off the cliff. If it, if this was like I want, I, I'm just I'm just throwing a number out there. I'm assuming that was about ten years ago, right? When she did the Herbie fully loaded, she was still she was still marketable. She kind of fell off, and especially now her face, like you know, she could play like a, a sister or something like that. But I, she can't. I can't see her as the main role. No, you know, I think I mean like okay, with Beauty and the Beast, they got Emma Watson, and I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't think Emma Watson being Beauty and the Beast. I didn't think her either at first. But I mean, in, in my mind, I would just see just got another no, just got a nobody. Okay? Get someone, you know, make someone a star. Yeah. You know, get, get just a, a pretty redhead, you know, and then who knows if they're even going to get a redhead. But, so you can dye hair. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you can get, my thing is, I mean, I don't know. But then again, they might get someone to be the star. Because I guess, you know, like I said, they didn't have to get Emma Watson. They could have gotten anybody. So I guess they could get a star, but it, it's not going to be. How old is she, Emma Watson, do you think? Um, at I least mid-20s, at least. Yeah, yeah. If not late-20s. 
Because the Harry Potter movies were in the 2000s. Right. And she was about, she had to be about 10 or 12 when they started those movies. So let's say she was like, I'm assuming that she was probably like 12 in 2000. So she's probably 22 in 2010. And then another seven years, she's about 29, 30. Right. And I'm, she I mean, actually I just, does know. pass for Belle. I mean, like, that's the thing. And, most well, of and she's Disney good. Princess, she's a good enough actress where she can pass for Belle. Right. Yeah. Well, most of these Disney princesses, like, if you actually look at it, though, they're supposed to be like 15, 16, so. 18 like they're supposed to be you know and i know they're pulling like that 90210 type thing where it's like you know like yeah they're 18. 30 years old yeah, and, you know, 35 in high school yeah exactly because like 90210 was like what like maybe like 20 years ago and then you got luke perry on the freaking cover of aarp now you know yeah. he was like at least 30 something when he was playing teenager back then and all that so i mean like in that respect i could kind of see it but i don't know i mean excuse me i just i do like to at least see that the stuff that i at least see that she's looking kind of healthier these days and she's looking like she's kind of got her shit together these days at least and i'm sure a lot of it has to do too that like you know i i, I think she's pulled a lot away from her parents because mm-hmm. they look like her parents were definitely hot messes as well yeah you know so when you got a hot mess leading a hot mess <laughs> Yeah. What are you going to get? You Why know? won't you come to your senses? Yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, and then I... She might have. That's the whole thing. And one other, th- like, about the Lady Gaga Metallica thing is that they had um, the girl from Orange is the New Black. Some, Which one? Um, the one that used to be a guy. I, for, um, I can't... Oh, okay. Well, I know who you're talking about. Uh, she, yeah, this, she had introduced the, the Lady Gaga Metallica performance, and she had just said, ladies and gentlemen, Lady Gaga. And it's like, you know, not even Metallica. Not even Metallica. Oh. And, and, you know, one isn't, isn't, even if you're saying something as simple as that, don't they give you some sort of like cue card or, or, or something like that? And then, you know, it's like a slap in the face because Metallica is like literally like, you know, one of the biggest bands in the world. Gaga's been around for a long time and Metallica's been around probably at least double that. Yeah, I mean, like. So you gotta just at least play respect just for that. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Know? Like, I want to and I, I don't know if I'm getting the numbers. I, like, I think they're like, like, and I'm not exaggerating, like 50 times platinum. Like, if you add all their, all, like, I want to say they sold over 50 million albums. And, you know, because a million albums is platinum. And you know, like, like I want to say, like the 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 one, the one album everyone knows from Metallica is, is the Black Album, the one with Enter Sandman. Like Enter Sandman is still on the I Billboard. Say Ride the Lightning. Well, no, no. Like as soon as you said that in my head, I said like. Well, I'm just like, saying oh, is the ca- the casual fan, the casual fans all know, you know, Exit Light. You oh, know. Yeah. So. The Black Album has, like, been on the fucking Billboard Top 100, like, since it's come out. Like, since 1991, it's been somewhere on the Billboard Top 100 since for the past 20-something years. That's crazy. You know, and and of course, you know, know, Beatles and Michael Jackson and stuff like that, those are always, like, guys that are always on the... But that's the whole thing. That's the level we're talking about. We're talking about level level of Beatles and Michael Jackson and Metallica. Okay, maybe Metallica isn't at that level of Beatles and Michael Jackson, but, you know, it's kind of... it's, It's just disrespectful. They're for, definitely to, for you to, for you to go here's Lady Gaga like like like, like Metallica is like the fucking backup band like you know they here's here's Lady Gaga and four guys no, it's not, you know, give them the fucking respect, you know. I mean, you know. I think they play guitar. Yeah, here's some guys, you know, Lady Gaga and some dudes. And, you know, and I, I mean, I don't, you know, because, you know, obviously. It's like trying to introduce Weird Al, like, hey, here's some dude on a ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, and I don't, you know. I'm recording it, I'm sorry. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, I want to say it's not. It's, I keep wanting to say Courtney Cox. I know that's not the Courtney Cox. Is, that, that that actress. So, like I said, she used to be a guy. You know, free. You know, 
Yeah, obviously not Courtney Cox, by the way. Well, no, no, not Courtney Cox, but I mean, yeah. I'm trying to. I, I know that it's on the tip I know, of my no, tongue. You're, you're talking about the transgender. The actors. transgender actress from um, Orange is the New Black. Um, pretty much anybody knows who you're talking about. Yeah, if they watch Orange is the New Black. Because yeah, it's pretty hard character. And then, and then, and, and she's also series. well, she's also going to be on a show on the CB. Well, it's the CBS Seed Network, which is like their. They're you know they're they're doing like CBS is doing like an online network now yeah sort of like a Netflix sort of a deal where they're like one of the one of the first shows is going to be like it's an offshoot of the the Good Wife and it's called like the Good Fight and she's going to be on that show oh. you know and they're and they're I guess since it's going to be like since it's like, a, since it's like a Netflix type show you can curse like so they're taking like CBS shows and mm. but that being said I mean you know she has a career and obviously I mean I don't forgive me I don't want to cast any dispersions obviously I think she would be more excited about seeing Lady Gaga than seeing Metallica well, I mean I think that's a safe bet to say without trying to like without being offensive or trying to like say something about her but you know you know, give respect where respect is due. You know, and don't you know for for her, for her to say here's Lady Gaga and not even mention fucking Metallica is it, to me it was just like it's like a I don't think she did it to be intentionally mean, but it's a slap in the face. Right. It's, you know, because if definitely the, a mistake. yeah, if the shoe was on the other foot, you know, I'm pretty sure people would have pissed up. This ladies and gentlemen, Metallica and Lady Gaga came out and like didn't no one acknowledged that it was Lady Gaga on stage. I'm pretty sure you know people would have been pissed off. And, and then, it was a pre-planned performance where it was supposed to be known that Metallica was there. Oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, no, yeah, you know no. how they do that sometimes too. Where like, oh yeah, like a somebody, surprise, yeah, exactly. And then somebody walks out or whatever. And well, like, I mean, oh, well, being, I mean, being a Metallica fan, obviously, I mean, it was all over. If you're a Metallica what fan, was this it was performance. I forgot. Like, what was the event? It was the Grammys. Oh, yeah, it was the Grammys, and yeah, then they would know. Who yeah, the exactly. Was for the Grammys. You know, and it's it's the Grammys, yeah. and and you know they had announced it. I mean, once again, maybe it's because my little corner of the internet is is Metallica stuff. Right. So maybe other people may may have not known that Metallica was going to play with with Lady Gaga. Yeah. But I mean, you know, even even the most casual fan, if you say Lady Gaga and Metallica, even the most casual person would go, oh, okay, Lady Gaga's playing with the Enter Sandman right. guys. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just, I just, I found it, I just found it just a little insulting. And like I said, if the shoe was on another foot and they said, ladies and gentlemen, Metallica, and then Lady Gaga came out, Lady Gaga fans would be fucking pissed off. Like, oh, yeah. how dare you not introduce her? So, you know, I just, I don't know, that kind of bothered me. And then... Oddly enough, Metallica's like rival band, Megadeth, mm. they actually won best metal album or best metal performance. But um, to kind of, it's, and it's kind of fucked up to rub salt in the wound when Megadeth, the guys from Megadeth, which is really, it's just two guys from the original band and two other guys that they added to the band. Right. When they came up to play, the house band started playing Metallica music. They were playing Master of Puppets, which is like Metallica's second biggest song. So it's sort of like fucked up. Like, here's these guys. They won the Grammy for best fucking metal performance. And you're going to play their rival band's music when they come up on stage. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's really fucked up. <laughs> and so the joke is when Metallica started playing, the microphone wasn't on. Like, Lady Gaga's mic was working. But James uh. Hetfield's, the, the lead singer of Metallica's mic wasn't on. So the joke was it was Dave Mustaine, the lead singer of Megadeth. He's right. backstage and he pulled the cord. <laughs> you know, you know, if you're gonna fucking you know play Metallica, okay, I'll show you what to do with Metallica and That's pull right. the fucking plug. So oh you know, God. so that being said, you know, 
you know, and it was a good performance. And you know, I give Lady Gaga her respect, but you know, Lady Gaga, like, she just put out like a fucking country album. She was doing, she was with Tony Bennett like like a year ago doing like old standards with Tony Bennett. So yeah. I give her her respect. Where yes, she's known for being a pop star, but she's expanded herself to doing you know work singing with Tony Bennett, putting out for what I mean. I'm pretty sure it's more like pop country, but putting out a country country themed album. You know, going out on stage and playing with Metallica. You know, I could sit back and even though I'm not a fan of her music, give her right. respect and go. You know, hey, you know she's she's trying to hit all fucking notes. You know, she's trying to hit all kind of genres, and you know, and expands her fan base. So you know, and I enjoyed her performance at the at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know what she I'm seems like she's more of a real performer than like you know a lot of the other ones are. Yeah, and you know, and that was a fucking you know that was a feat for her to do all the shit that she did. I mean, okay, but the beginning might have been staged, but still to fucking run around and do this and go that and up and down. And oh, that was great. That was the thing. Like, I, I didn't mean to like put it down by saying like that that was pre-recorded or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was just like oh, yeah, yeah, that no. to you. Yeah. But I mean, like really seriously, I thought that show was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean that's a like, liability I to have her really, jump off. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I mean, like I honestly, like I, I can say that I sat back and watched that thing and was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed it. The politicalness was kept down to just the patriotism, which I just was very happy about. Because, like, honestly, like at first I was just like, oh fuck, what the hell is she gonna do? Yeah, you know? I was, I was waiting at any minute like, that she was gonna. Was. I thought she yeah. was going to stop mid-song and, like, you and know. all of a sudden, she's going to be like, you know, like, I have something to say. It's like, fuck! It was going so good! But, I mean, like, that was the thing. Like, it just went so good from beginning to end and really thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you could tell, too, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure there were certain parts that got piped in or whatever, but for the majority yeah, yeah, of yeah, it, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, she was That's par for the course. Yeah, it's par yeah, for the course to that's have that. Exactly, it's par for the course. But you could tell that she was, like, trying to do as much of it that she could. Mm-hmm. And you got, I mean, like that alone, you got to kind of give respect for because, like, this day and age, especially, like, they're too quick to kind of come on with the, with yeah, the, the yeah, with the uh, backing tracks and stuff yeah. like that. So All right, so I'll let's let's here. shotgun through the nerdy news, and this is I'll just you know uh, Matt Reeves. Okay, so this ben, is all new information to me before. So. Ben Affleck has pulled out of being the director. Which for I don't the even Batman know when movie. did that go down. This was about a week ago, huh. and but what what Affleck made a kick-ass Batman. He really did. I was actually looking forward. Well, to but, I mean, he's he's contractually obligated to be in the next movie. He he, he unless I mean if he pulls out now, they're going to sue him. But he wanted to direct. All right, and his and he said it a couple times in interview. If I don't like the script, I'm not going to direct it. Like you know, you you own me for one more movie. Right. Basically, like, you know, that's he didn't say it like that, but you know, for all intents and purposes, he's contractually obligated to he he was contractually obligated to do three movies: Batman v Superman. He was in Suicide Squad for two minutes, and and now uh, oh no, excuse me, yeah, oh, no no four, four, no you know I'm sorry, it was it was. Four movies, it was three movies plus the cameo in Suicide Squad okay. because he has to be in Justice League. He had to be in Batman v Superman. Oh no, yeah, then this movie and then the, uh, Suicide Squad was just a cameo. Right. But so he's uh, he's gonna do the Batman movie and it's called the Batman. That's what they're gonna call it, the Batman. The Batman. Yeah, just to kind of separate it from the other ones. But he said, Sounds if, like the, a roller coaster. if the script, <laughs> <laughs> the Batman, <laughs> coming soon. Yes. Teaser. That um, is a teaser, actually. Um, but that being said, he 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 had basically said, if I like the script, and if and you know, and at Warner Brothers, for some reason, Warner Brothers, they keep fucking shooting themselves in the foot. 
and I guess they, they gave him a script that he didn't want, and, and so he pulled out. He said, I'm not going to direct. So then they then uh, this other guy, Matt Reeves, who I'm not this, the biggest, I'm not super familiar with his work, but he's mostly known for doing the, the more recent uh, Battle for the Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes and whatever the Planet of the Apes. Those are good movies. For the most part, you know, I've only seen, like, I think, I think he's done three of them. And I've seen two of them. And I saw them once, and I enjoyed them when I watched them. I'm not exactly running out and buying the DVD. But I'm like, when they said he was going to take over, I said, okay, I could get that. He took one other property, an old property, like Planet of the Apes, and made it kind of, you know, hip and up to date. Yeah. You know, and they said, okay, now. But now he's pulled out. Now Matt Reeves is pulled out. So, like, now we really, you know, and there's a deadline for this movie. This movie is supposed to start filming, like, now. So it can be out and. 2019 or something like right. that so because yeah, they got their whole timeline planned for like the next like five years yeah, i mean they lost the director that you know they've already had like two directors leave the flash movie you know there's speculation that the wonder woman movie isn't going to be that great like someone leaked like someone from the like there's an allegedly someone who's inside warner brothers studios who's seen the movie and like did a whole like reddit about how the movie uh-huh. sucks or whatever that's and, a bummer. And, but then again, like, you know... Because like, a lot of us ladies are counting on that one. Yeah, that's supposed to be... Like, you know, this is supposed to be... This is supposed to be your like, movie. Our, like Iron Man and... Yeah. yeah, like, you know... Yeah. I think it's... I don't know. I I, I have... I think I'm going to... You know, I... I I like I love Gal Gadot. I never would have thought of me liking her, but you know her her part in Batman v Superman was fucking excellent. Yeah, you know she's pretty active on social media. You know, you know, and I mean she's not the skinny girl she was when they first announced her. She was fucking ninety pounds soaking wet. Yeah. She's she's put tone on her. You know she's very very charming, and I I like I like the idea they put in. And the trailer looks fucking awesome. Like the trailer like. I got more excited when I saw that trailer than when I saw the trailer for Batman v Superman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, this looks good. Which it's, I it's, told you too. Like for me, with that movie there, mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman, uh-huh. like when I, I, I was dumb. Like I didn't want to watch it, mm-hmm. so I just did it. Uh-huh. And then I did check out. You know, the, I was very excited about Suicide Squad, so I watched mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. And then that was like really my first glimpse at like seeing Affleck as you know as Batman and everything like that. And it wasn't that was the thing. Like I had a hard time with the Bruce Wayne scene though. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because I was saying that. I was like, man, I was like, you know, like he played an awesome Batman, but he played such a shit Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I was like, I was having such a hard time buying this Bruce Wayne. And, you know, and a couple people have told me, they were just like, well, you didn't see Batman versus Superman. That's your problem. You know, like you needed to see it. And I really thought it was going to be a hard watch. Mm-hmm. Like when I decided I'm going to watch it, like first off, it's a two and a half hour movie, you know? Yeah. Me, okay. So the, the, the deluxe version. Oh, God. For me to even just think about sitting down for a two and a half hour movie like that, it does take some planning to get with and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to knock out about an hour of it tonight an hour of it tomorrow night and a half hour the night after <laughs> and i got sucked in and i watched the whole thing from beginning to end like i paused like one time because you had to take a break and i ended up watching the whole thing and i was just captivated and like yeah. honestly watching him play you know both like you know batman and you know bruce wayne and everything that i really dug him in the role like i really did like that i and i was really surprised too by how well batman versus superman was <laughs> i mean like it was very but like you pointed out to me too you're like well a lot of people didn't like Lex Luthor or this now. I'm like, well, I had no expectations. So I loved it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it was, it was they, great. People hated it. I liked it. It was a great ride. Because I liked that they would make a fun of Max Landis. Like, the, the, the you know, the, 
this was a whole because Max Landis has like straight out put out videos like talking shit about Superman mm-hmm. and like how because he he didn't like how, what they did in the early '90s when they did the Batman, the death of Bat. I mean, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. I keep saying Batman. I meant to say Superman. Max Landis did videos about how bad the comics were about the death of Superman. I remember the big death of Superman. And 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 yeah. and, and he did videos goofing on him and, and he did like a half an hour video like shoot bad mouthing it. The funny thing is one of the artists for the uh, the death of Superman was actually was someone I had on the show as a as a guest, oh, John, okay. John Bogdanov and I and Bogdanov and I follow him and I follow his son and the funny thing is his son like it's funny I still have a grudge and 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 all this shit his son loves Max Landis oh. you know and the, and I get the father really doesn't care but it's funny but you know you know, for some reason, little the fanboy me is like, don't you dare talk bad about the death of Superman. <laughs> you know, and I kind of like that they kind of use that as a template to kind of make fun of Max Landis. But, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I expected. But I like what they did with it. You know what right. I'm saying? So, you know, I'm not going to shit on, you know, this this weird, quirky Lex Luthor who's annoying but also brilliant at the same time. Because that's what Max Landis is. Max Landis is annoying but brilliant. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and plus, you, the good. thankfully, you saw the director's cut because the theatrical cut you know i saw the theatrical cut twice i i went i saw it i i saw it and i was like let me go see it again just to make sure (laughs) sure so let me give it a second shot and i didn't i like i liked it but i didn't like it as much as i wanted to like it then when i saw the director's cut i'm like oh okay the director's cut fills so many more of the gaps i was watching yeah and that's no it's good thank goodness you didn't waste your time with the theatrical one because you probably would not have liked it you probably would have not given it a second try or whatever i went because i love batman so i'm like i gotta you know and and even people who hate that fucking movie say ben affleck was good as batman he was yeah. i mean like he really pulled it off yeah and and, and how could you not love <laughs> wonder woman in that movie also yeah you know the only people the only problem people had about wonder woman is her music because they kept telling me like that that drums and guitar like dum, 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 dum. Yeah, and was it a, was it a little overdone yeah but at least it's different you know i mean right. i i it's i, a comic book movie, so I dug like it. it's supposed to be a little overdone yeah it's like supposed it to be yeah it's yeah. it's, you're, it's, you're it's an alien uh... and a billionaire with a bunch of fucking gadgets and a fucking <laughs> amazon from another from a hidden island you know made out of clay or whatever it's a fucking you know fighting a fucking monster that's another alien mixed with the blood of a billionaire you know it's it's a it's a weird fucking movie but i i dug it and so um that being said you know I'm kind of worried about where the direction is going to go with this movie. It's very likely, if no other takers, it's probably going to be Zack Snyder doing but the, the problem Batman is movie. The script shit. Then I mean, like they're already saying the script is shit. Yeah. Well, Which, I mean, like, ben, to ben, me already, I'm all like, okay, I don't really I mean, want to see it. Yeah, even but Ben Affleck. Made it. Ben Affleck just Ben Affleck washing his hands is sort of the, 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 the giant bad, red flag. Yeah. You know, because why wouldn't you know? And then, but then again, it's like Warner Brothers. Why are you shooting yourself in the foot? Let him, let Ben Affleck do his own Batman movie. Because I know I'm pretty sure Ben Affleck will respect the fact that this is part of a larger universe, and you kind of have to have hints and nods to other movies that are going to be in the franchise. You know, I think Ben Affleck could give us a movie that plays well with others, mm-hmm. but is it's 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 its own awesome fucking thing. And you know, I, I and if you look at anything that the man's directed at this point too, like everything that he's yeah. touched at this point has been really good on that. Yes, I know? can't. Uh, I you know, I, I'm, I'm. I just watched The Accountant actually about three weeks ago. Have you seen that movie? I, 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 I the funny thing is that was the last movie I saw at the two dollar movie theater. Was it really? But I had to leave because I had to go back to work. Oh, <laughs> I had I had a long lunch break, so I'm like, yeah. fuck it, I'll go see The Accountant. But I enjoy it. I enjoyed I it. it. I really dug good. it. I dug it. Yeah, um, no, you definitely gotta catch the end of that. 
Okay, what else? Okay. Suicide Squad. Oh, well, we were talking about that. Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw the Lego Batman movie. Oh, was if, it any uh, good? You know, it's it's Lego? a. Fun. If you like the Lego movie, it's not as good as the Lego movie. Okay. Let's let me. I'll just I'll just put Lego it like that. House, so. You know, and as much as I love Batman, even I will say it's not as good as the Lego movie. Okay. But for what it is and what it was, um, it's a good movie. And what I like is that it incorporated every version of Batman. From the Michael Keaton Batman to the to the to the um, uh, you know uh, Christian Bale Batman to fucking Adam West to to, to even the Ben Affleck Batman, it, it's as if all those universes were all one universe. Except they put it on yeah. So there's references to all of them. I mean, they brought out fucking B-list and D-list fucking characters that will never ever get any kind of other screen time other than this movie. <laughs> but you know, it was very fun. It got very creative. You know, uh, you know, and then one of the things with the with the Lego franchise is that Lego owns a lot of not owns owns licenses to a lot of things. Right. So it's not this is not just a Batman movie. There's there's you know, I mean I don't want to spoil it, but you know there's like Harry Potter characters in this. There's fucking Clash of the Titans, the, the, that, well, that old movie. Well, they too in the Lego movie. Like they brought in some other. Characters. Yeah, they, they had Superman. Remember? They yeah, had the Green Lantern. And so, yeah, and um, I'm trying to think who else they had in there too. That was like. Um, there was like the basketball players. There yeah. Was, you know, so there's, like, so okay, like, yeah. there's like, so in this one, there's like Wizard of Oz, right. Lord of the Rings, uh, Harry Potter, and this is so in a Batman somehow, movie. Yeah, so, so they somehow incorporate these characters. Yeah, Lego, Lego gets away with it because Lego has the licenses, even and though it's Warner the Brothers. Lego universe, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so really, if you think about it, they're all kind of part of the universe because they're all part of the yeah. Lego universe. I mean, and, and technically, if I mean, if they really wanted to, they could have had Marvel characters if they wanted to. Oh, yeah, DC, totally. But, I mean, there's just for, just a, it would have probably been a big Spider-Man. legal. No, I don't think no, they no, have Marvel, no, Marvel. No, Lego has. There's a bunch Spider-Man. of there's a bunch of Marvel video games. Lego Marvel video games. There's they is. they have like like I'm saying. They it would don't be, have Iron Man. They don't have Iron Man. They don't have Captain America. They don't have. They have um, they have the event. They have Lego Avenger video games. Do they? Yeah. Well, I don't know video games. But I'm saying like the well, I'm saying, sets. I mean, I'm saying, they, I mean, if you buy sets, you can get like I know you can get Spider Man. But I mean, because I'm thinking of what's been through my door. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just say that because if, if they have the license to make the video game, they have the license for it. Period. That makes sense. So that's why. But I mean, technically, it would have been they would have been shooting themselves in the foot because Marvel probably would have made a big stink about it. But you know, but for what yeah. it was, the Batman movie, the Batman Lego movie is good. Go see it. Even if like it's been out for a while, even if it's at a matinee, go see it in the matinee because it was very very fun. Like I said, I, I wouldn't say it's as good as the Lego movie though. You know, Lego the Lego movie was was excellent. Like if the Lego movie's a nine point five, Batman Lego Batman is like a nine point two or a nine. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 great. It's a great fucking movie, just not as good. Um, yeah. Let me see. Uh, all right, so uh, you know, do you, do you care at all for like these the new Avenger movies? That have you? Well, I, once again, this is maybe because it's big in my world. Uh, they're doing the Infinity War movie, right. which is going to be the crossover of the Avengers right. meeting Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're even bringing in Spider-Man, which is technically owned by Sony, right. in this movie. They did a video, and once again, enough, it came across your feed, and it's literally Robert Downey Jr., the kid that's going to play Spider-Man in, in the Spider-Man movies, Tom mm-hmm. Holland, and fucking Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy. Every Marvel character, and technically even the ones that had the Netflix shows, Daredevil, Punisher, right. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, 
they're going to be in this movie also. Right. So it's like, th- this is going to be the fucking ultimate Marvel movie where le- technically what they what they claim is every single character that is still alive <laughs> right. is going to be in this movie. And and not to say, hey, you, know, you can technically bring back people that weren't alive if it's a flashback or something like that or hologram right. or something like that. So you can, you know... For those, you know, spoiler alert, you know, when, when Coulson dies in part one, the the one the guy who ends up doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but he dies in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, then they gave him his own show, but technically they could have him in this movie. It might be a flashback or it might be a hologram or something to that effect, or who knows, maybe they'll bring him back into the movie universe. But, I mean, that's just speculating. Right. But, um, so we, you know... But I'm fucking. My panties are moist because I want to see. I want to see this movie, and not to mention that I was a fan of the comics, the Infinity War comics, and I remember it was 1991. And me and my friends that summer fucking collected because every comic crossed over with every other comic. All right. And so even if you couldn't afford a comic, your friend bought one. So I'm like, okay, let me trade with you, and you trade with right. me, so we can read what happens. And they had fold out posters, and we put the posters on our wall and stuff like that. It was a big event. The, the summer of 91 so right. it, it actually it might have been 90 90 or 91 uh, but that was a huge thing that summer and to see that it's actually it's not the exact same story but seeing that it's coming to the big screen and it's literally going to be every single Marvel all 16 movies that have led up to this is going to have some sort of effect on this one big major movie it's my head's going to fucking explode that's pretty cool actually so yeah that's yeah, uh, sweet and then also just just because I have it in my notes uh, the DC movie our animated movie, The Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. DC animated movies are top of the fucking line. They're really good, the DC animated ones. All right. And they're doing the Teen Titan movies. This is like the Teen Titans, like what my kids are well, watching. Well, right well, now. no, this one is this serious grown up version of the Teen Titans. But it's, so it's, like it's still. Live action? No, no, or? no, no. I mean, no, it's, it's still animated, but it's not a cartoon that you're going to have your kids watch. It's, you know, you have to be, it's like, you have to be like 13 or it's like a PG 13. I'm just used to Teen Titans Go. So, like, I don't, I guess I didn't realize that there was something else besides well no this whole thing no th- i mean this is an animated movie now the the, okay. the more recent dc animated movies are all kind of taking place in the same universe right so even though you've had batman and superman running around you still had the teen titans off to the side doing their own thing oh. but the teen titans but this cartoon this isn't kitty cartoon this is cartoon where there's violence and people get shot and you may have an occasional shit like like literally like but someone saying shit characters oh no yes the same characters you got robin you got raven so you're, you're, are they you're, older? Yeah, they're more teens. They're teen teens. Like they're 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 you know yeah, eighteen, I nineteen. They don't really seem like they're teens on the show. Yeah, they're, they're more like yeah, kids. Yeah. But yeah, it's so no, no, the one thing is that they're not going to have cyborg because in this the, the the new iteration of the Justice League, cyborg's in the Justice League. He's oh, already like he's like a grown up. So you're not going to have cyborg, and I love cyborg, but well, he always kind of seems like even in the cartoon, like he's a little bit of a slow adult. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he gets along so little kids. <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, so unfortunately, it won't have Cyborg, but it will have. It does have Beast Boy, Robin, Raven, uh, 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 Starfire, um, and there's there, there's like one or two other characters, um, and you know, there, there's a character that. And I can't believe uh, Jericho, who's a character that technically died in the comics, which I think this movie spoiler alert. They bring him. They he's in the movie, but okay. in the comics he dies. So I think him dying is part of this movie, I and mean, I hope that's not really a spoiler. Right. And then and then it's not spoiler to, speculation to, to to sort of connect the universes. Jericho's father is this character named Deathstroke. 
who is rumored to be when Ben Affleck does the, his own the, when Ben Affleck does the Batman movie, it's going to be Deathstroke. It's going to be Deathstroke's going to be the bad guy. Oh, okay. Who's like an assassin, and he got one eye shot out, so he he wears a mask and only sees one eye. And actually, he's in. Te- if you watch, well, before Teen Titans Go, there was a Teen Titans cartoon that was not as kiddie, right. but not as adult, and he's I've sort of he's sort of the bad guy because his son was a part of the Teen Titans, got killed, and now his his whole goal in life now is to kill all the Teen Titans. So that's part of him being a bad guy because his son wasn't teen titan at one point but he's also supposed to be the the new bad guy in the bat new batman movie so everything is all kind of merging together so um i think that's it with the nerdy news some of the people are some of the people that work on the cartoon that are working on this too um yeah well I, i think all the voices Okay. I think all the people who've done the voices keep coming back. Well, more so the writers is really what I'm thinking because, like, one thing I really like about the cartoon is that they do, you know, like, a lot more cartoons do keep this in mind nowadays, but not all of them do, that the parents are going to be sitting there watching with the kids. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, they're one that, like, you know, like, them and Phineas and Ferb. Like, Phineas and Ferb hugely mm-hmm. does this. But Teen Titans also, you know, Teen Titans Go, I think, really does, where they really do tie in the adult jokes with the kid jokes very yeah. well so that it's like you can be either five or 50 yeah and still get just as much enjoyment well, well just once again just this 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 movie that's coming out the judas contract is this is adult well no that's yeah, what i'm saying this but is, like, you know this is going to be on cartoon network anytime like, soon but i'm just saying like their writing like is so creative like that's what i'm saying like i just like it caters to adults like i'm saying like i'm hoping it's going to still stay along that kind of like you know, I say like the the adult jokes that they make, mm-hmm. like they kind of follow kind of like oh a certain wave, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of hoping that they're gonna stay on that wave. Is basically what I'm saying. Like I'm yeah. hoping that it's gonna be kind of like you know I mean like I understand it's for adults or whatever like that, but I'm just hoping that yeah. that mindset of who they yeah. kind of kids yeah, I, I just watching I, the kids one. I honestly there's this one's not there's not it's not comedy. It's 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 straight action. It's, so it, you're like, don't expect to laugh at all. Yeah, no, that, you know, <laughs> there might be, I mean, there might be the, the occasional just like, like, I probably won't like it then. just a little levity, but I think it's, it's you not. You know, I am with gore. Like, I'm not one for like blood. Well, I mean, this isn't going to, this isn't gore, but people. Yeah, like, violence is okay as long as it's just not too gore. There's going to be a lot of kung fu and flipping and hitting people with sticks and and yes, and as in death and Deathstroke has a sword know. and a gun. I mean, you know, he's you know he's. You know, he's he's you know once again it has to do with the the death of his kid. So yeah. it's not the it's not the kid friendly Teen Titans. That's sort and of like, I was okay with Deadpool. Uh-huh. Deadpool was starting to get my story just a tiny <laughs> crazy. But oh like, yeah. You know, I had to look away a few times and mm-hmm. still like that stuff uh-huh. and everything. But like I was good with Deadpool, you yeah. know. And then I'll oh there was this movie I don't even know what it was, but it was like an old movie even too. It was like from like two I think like at least ten years old. But I ended up catching this one scene. I had to sit there and watch through it too because I was the only one watching it and they had taped this guy's hands to the steering wheel right with his fingers all extended uh-huh. and then the guy it was denzel washington started cutting them oh, off like one by one man on fire i almost lost my shit yeah like i seriously almost threw like, i was like we, we got to turn this i'm like we had to turn it off we didn't have to turn it off because like it's so like uh, i was done now did you see that movie from the beginning no i just happened to catch that okay. part of it and then i was just like i can't watch this shit true story <laughs> True story, and is when I, the movie, the year that movie came out. Yeah, you know the main, the 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 main stars of the movie are Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I was gonna say I pointed and, that out too. I was just like, that's the girl from Fifty Shades, and all of a sudden my one friend's just like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's what? like, that's the same girl. I'm like, yeah. He's like, but she's a kid. I'm like, well, yeah. She, I'm she like, was always like, she was always very mature for her age. Yeah. Okay, so it's Dakota Fanning and and Denzel Washington, and you know, and it's I don't think it's really spoiling. Because I said my mom wants to see, my mom wanted to see this movie. Yeah. Because it looked like okay, it's about a guy. Denzel Washington's a bodyguard. What is it called? Man on Fire. Thank you. And and so um and her that's the one with Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. I was Mark I Anthony. It was John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Like, oh. And I should have stuck with Mark Anthony. Mark, An- yeah. Mark Anthony at first. Mark and Anthony like, no, is her no, father. No, no, that's John Leguizamo. And it's it's and it's you know the very real real world of what goes on in Mexico yeah. is people that are rich. There's a big industry of people who kidnap their kids and hold them for ransom. You know to you know that's that's their thing. So they hired Denzel Washington who was like ex-CIA sort of a deal. But then like he had done something in the past. Like he he was like dishonorably discharged. I'll say he He, was in trouble. He did did something wrong. And and so that's that sort of like his ghosts kind of haunt him with that. And he becomes a bit of an alcoholic. And so they hire him down in Mexico to protect Dakota Fanning, going to school, like a little Catholic school, whatever. So the beginning part of the movie, like the first half of the movie, you'll love because it's almost, <laughs> it's a very touching story about a guy taking care of a little girl. Yeah. And, and I watched like the middle half hour, like an hour in the middle half hour yeah. there. And my and mom, my I mom watched. thought that's what the movie was going to be about. And my mom loves the first half of the movie because it's very sweet. She's like, oh, that's going to be it's very, well, such a nice, loving relationship. Yeah, you know, you know. Between oh, and, a man or and, a woman and her, or a girl and her man. Bodyguard, yeah. And so, <laughs> and his, and his, his name, his that last name like is. a really bad movie. <laughs> his last name is Carisi. So through the movie, she calls him her Carisi Bear. So oh, it's a very, very God, sweet really. movie. Until they kidnap her. And, and, you know, like he takes a bullet and all this other stuff, but they still kidnap her. And then he fucking, he flips his shit and turns into like ex-CIA taken, like, you know, I have a very certain set of skills or whatever. (laughs) So the second half of the movie is fucking horribly gross and, and, you know, now it's time for the guys to like, you know, he shoves a fucking grenade up a guy's ass, he cuts the other guy's fingers off. You know, it's funny, the second half of that movie is so opposite from the first half, but the first half is like all lovey-dovey and then once that kid gets taken, it becomes super ultra-violent. And so the funny thing is my mom hates this I, I I didn't want to go see it. I'm like, oh Ma, why the fuck you want to see this? You know, I'm like, I'm like, it was like her birthday. I'm like, okay, Ma. All right, I love you. I'll take you. You know, and then and then during halfway during the movie, I'm like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Oh my god. So she's probably like, I want to get out yeah, of here. Like me, yeah. My mom's like, literally. Yeah, she's literally covering her eyes yeah. watching the movie. So, no, um, you know what I'm loving though on Friday nights right now? What's that? And um, I think it's True TV. I want to say they do it. They do the live PD now. Have you watched that? Live PD. Live PD. It's like cops, but it's live. Wow. Oh yeah, that's some good shit. <laughs> Absolutely, some good good shit. I love it. And I usually do it. Like, that's the thing. In order for them to keep it live, mm-hmm. they're usually like got like four. You have different to like yeah, you have to have a whole bunch of stuff going on at once. Yeah, so they, they're basically they're running with like four different cities all at once. And then they're flipping back and forth between what's going on at different places and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> awesome. It fills the void right now. And like, that's the thing. I'm waiting right now for June. Mm-hmm. For Orange is the New Black, of course. So that I can that's wait right. another fucking year. Because <laughs> you know, I'll binge watch it all in a day and a half. And then <laughs> wait another whole goddamn year. But then um, I just ended it with the Royals. Mm-hmm. That was great. You probably no, I don't. Well, I mean, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. You I, should I, watch that one. It is so damn. Everybody's. Nice. You know what everyone's loving it right now, and I've never seen an episode. Shameless. I do love Shameless. Everybody. I I've loved Shameless since before everybody was all up and bought Shameless, man. Yeah. Sh- yeah. I've been. Watching I, I've never seen one episode, but everyone keeps talking so about good. it. 
you know, I'm I mean, like incredibly good. Um, what's his name? William Macy? H Macy. William H Macy. Oh, yeah. for I mean, like, you'll never watch Curious George the, again the same ever. Like anytime <laughs> your kids watching Curious George oh. and he's reading in the background, you're just gonna be like, "Fuck, freaking Gallagher!" <laughs> and like, you just can't get past it because he really does. He plays such a good asshole, mm-hmm. you know. But like that's the thing. Like this guy Frank Gallagher is like such a scumbag and everything like that. But yeah, really, even though for him being such a dirtbag or that, he's really genuinely and smart as shit you know mm. at the same time like he's this low life mm. and makes all these horrible decisions and you know I mean like, I'm talking like drugs you know, I, I, all of it mm. you know crime drugs all of it just I mean again the show is called Shameless mm. so you know and let me tell you too there's a lot of shit in that show that you have never seen elsewhere I mean, <laughs> that's like, what I keep really hearing I was like you know it's very graphic and yeah, there's a lot of weird sex and yeah, shit like but that. it is so good. I mean, like it's just the way that they just draw you into these characters. It's like that you generally emphasize with most of them, you know, and genuinely like most of them. It's, it's really well written. I mean, since I haven't had cable for a while, it's like yeah. it's it's sort of like I don't watch. You know what? You know, I'm, I'm, you gotta I'm, get this app called Showbox, which show. is not a it's not an approved ad. Oh, okay. But still, if you Google it, you can. I mean, like it's real easy. Well, I mean, you still need you still need Wi Fi though. So, I mean, I don't yeah, you do, but you know what though? When you're on Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you can download stuff. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you can go on and you can like be on somebody's Wi-Fi or be at the library or whatever like that. Get on the Wi-Fi, download some stuff down to your phone, mm-hmm. and then watch it later. Well, there's, I mean, there's always just good old-fashioned pirate. Bay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I don't know. Pirate, you, that's what yeah, I use. Though, like, saying. I use the Showbox. Like Showbox for me <laughs> is for the couple of stations that I don't like. For instance, I don't have Showtime. On cable you know i got hbo but i don't have showtime mm-hmm. so like that's how i watch shameless yeah yeah because it will be out the following the makers morning. of two strangers one podcast do not <laughs> yes, we do not true. condone no not uh, at all not, hiring is here is bad because yeah. i mean especially you know it's just but i'm just saying is, the is you know for but. people for people in other countries who don't have access to american channels that's why so much is available because like i keep seeing now and this where this show has gone a lot longer than i expected to but what like time, how long have we we're like an hour we're like an hour and a half in already just <laughs> tradition just like the other if episodes you're still with us Thanks, man. <laughs> Oscar probably checked out freaking yeah. like the first time you're like, hey, Jen's here. He's probably like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's because like the big thing now is like everyone's getting like the fire stick, the Amazon fire stick. Yeah. And then what happens is you go and you add, now the fire stick itself costs like 50 bucks. Okay. And there's people out there that are putting, they put an app on it and then they sell you the, they'll sell you the app for like, a, they'll sell you the fire stick with the app on it for like a hundred bucks. And they're like the people, are, now if you're not, if you're like absolutely not a tech savvy person at all, okay, maybe you're getting, you know, you're getting a deal or whatever, but it's like the person, all the person's doing is putting an app on something. Like right. they're not, they're they're not fucking like I see. First, I see ads for it, and then I hear people like, "Oh, I bought a jailbroken Amazon set." No, no one jailbroke anything. It, they're not doing it. They're putting a fucking app on it. That's all. That's all they're doing. They're they're taking something. You know, it would be like saying. Like, if you gave me your phone, like, oh, I could get you Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, asshole. Anybody could put Facebook on it. You know what I'm saying? You're not doing anything special, and it's certainly not $50 worth of profit for you if you bought a, if you bought a Amazon Fire Stick for 50 bucks and you're selling for 100 because you put a fucking, you know. And, you know, I seen, and I see them advertised because, like, I belong to, like, online communities on Facebook, like, right. buy and sell, and, like, Oh, jailbroken hundred dollars fire stick or sixty dollar fire. Yeah, you bought it for fifty, and you you know you charge another twenty dollars to put a fucking app on. You know that's you're not doing any. You're not changing the world. And then even then, 
the the apps are only really maintained because there are people who there are communities online that organize the files because there are people in other countries who don't have access to our shows right so they want to watch our shows the minute that community goes away or something else happens that the fire stick goes to shit you know what i'm saying like it's not you know it's i mean don't get me wrong you know it's it's interesting and i've played with it and whatever and once again pirating is wrong people yes absolutely but you know you're not condone it you know it's not like they're it's not it's allegedly, not allegedly i have an app yeah allegedly i mean it's just a service you know it's i'm just saying is like for people out there if you're halfway tech savvy if you can install an app on your phone you can install an app on your fire stick just go on amazon or whatever you know go on ebay and buy a fucking fire stick you're not don't pay 50 dollars to have someone do something that you could do yourself that's just my opinion if you're gonna bootleg <laughs> bootleg yourself don't support somebody else to bootleg um, yeah. See, I wouldn't give up the cable though, too, because then like I would lose things like for instance my Sabers. You know what I mean? Like every Sabers game is yeah, broadcasted yeah. on MSG, so therefore, you know, I'm able to watch it. For most, most of them are on that channel. Some of them go on the main channels, but most of them are yeah, like on the sports channel. And that's like right there. That's pretty much my or my winner because you know I mean like that, that's on pretty much every other day almost. You yeah. know, and it's on for months. I mean like we <laughs> it starts God it starts in the fall and it ends in the spring like at the end of spring it goes longer than any other sport you know pretty much except for maybe NASCAR. Mm -hmm. NASCAR might go a little longer. I don't know, but NASCAR is nine months, yeah. so they might actually go longer than hockey. But still, nonetheless, I mean like that's pretty much my winner, and um, that's why I wouldn't like that for that reason alone. Mm -hmm. I, I mean like that's why I won't even consider like satellite or anything like that because in order for me to get to guarantee that I can watch the Sabres every time they play yeah I have to buy that NHL package oh. and I don't want to do that you know yeah yeah so That's I would much rather true. get freaking wallet raped by Time Warner because that mean like seriously they do <laughs> every month every month those bastards get me but I pay it because you know what I mean like one I don't have to worry about anything I got my cable internet I don't know there's a house phone that I don't ever use I think everybody's <laughs> got the house phone that they don't ever use yeah it's part of the you package know? yeah and then I got like my normal cable and everything like that and HBO included with that and I you know the one thing I really like about HBO is that you get your HBO Go subscription along with it too yeah you know and um, that is worth the HBO alone. Yeah. Yeah, because the their catalog is really extensive. Especially too, like you can get most of their series. Like they pretty much have every single one of them, every single episode. Mm. Like I um just recently, I, I about I, I think it was six months ago was like when I watched the last episode. But I binge watched Six Feet Under and watched it all in like a month's time. You know, wow. all four episodes or four seasons. Mm. And um that was all very new watch because I never watched it when it was popular. Oh okay. You know, so like to me, I never like it was a, a whole new one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I watched The Sopranos all the way through again, you know? Because I have, I mean, again, every single episode. Yeah. So, you know, for pretty much everything, like, for most stuff. Like, I mean, I don't think, like, real time or anything like that they got every single episode. But pretty much, like, you know, all their scripted series. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, like, even stuff that's been like on me, I'd, like me, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably, like, binge, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm or... Uh... Curb Your Enthusiasm's coming back. Yeah, oh, I'm so Like, yeah. after, like, five years... They've been gone for like five years and they're finally coming back. Which, I mean, like, I thought they were just done. So I'm yeah. glad they know that they're coming back. I, I, I mean, because the fucking show costs $5 to make, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know? You know, and then they got rid of the wife on the last the last season. They got rid of yeah. the wife. So Yeah, and, but then and, they brought in the blacks, remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that, which was awesome. But, that I mean, was a great way to end that, right? Yeah, there, with, with, with J.B. Smooth. And, and, <laughs> yes, that was know. a great way for them to end that whole thing. You know, right and there. the wife is doing uh, The Son of Zorn on Fox. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, don't be wrong. I mean, I like Cheryl Hines, but like they don't need her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All you need is Larry David and maybe um, uh, what's her face, the 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 wife, the, the, Susie, the, the, Susie Essman. You need the guy that plays Jeff. But 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 you know? now, but Jeff is doing the Goldbergs. So I mean, don't be yeah. wrong. Like I'm pretty sure the Goldbergs wouldn't mind 
lending him out. You know, I, I don't think that, you know, or even they could even bring back Cheryl Hines. They could bring back Larry David's wife. But, yeah. you know, once again, they don't need, like, I think Larry David could, I, I think you need, you need Susie Essman. Oh, by far. Yeah, I, I think you can't, you're not going to have the show without Susie Essman. No. And of course, they'll bring, they're definitely going to bring back J.B. Smooth because J.B. Smooth is. Oh, that, is, he just like fell <laughs> right into that character. Yeah, no. And like that, that just definitely just played so well into that series. Yeah. Like it just, yeah. And so he, you know, and after that, you know, you got to have all new adventures with just, you know, he's such a brilliant, brilliant writer or he's established such a character enough where, you know, I'm pretty sure they could crank out a whole series relatively quick. And, and like I said, the show costs five bucks, you know, it's like, you yeah. know, they, you know, it's so uh, loosey goosey, you know, they're brilliant. I guess, I guess, I guess they make it look easy, I guess would be the better way to put it. They just, they do the same thing, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's the same thing as, like, with Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. where, like, they just do very well at, like, starting it off and taking you on a ride, Mm -hmm. and you don't know where you're going, and then they always somehow tie it all up together at the end, like, what, we were watching it, the very first 30 seconds is still relative in the very last 30 seconds, you know? And it's it's all... It's always the same thing, someone someone wants Larry to do something he doesn't want to do, and it's, and it's always some bullshit social convention that you're supposed to do <laughs> he doesn't want to do it he doesn't do it they call him an asshole and then yeah, <laughs> that's it i mean you know not to say it's formulaic but you know but it is formulaic, it, but it works and, and it works and, that's why, and then yeah and they stick to that basic formula but they just figure out another little situation and boom they go off running with it you're supposed it to do it really i don't great. want to do it why are you not going to do it <laughs> i don't want to do it you're an asshole but yeah, all right. But it fills the void too for like a Seinfeld lovers because like I was, I was one of those people who just really loved Seinfeld. And and I can honestly say that the episode they did with the updated Seinfeld, yeah, was better than the Seinfeld last episode. Oh yeah, by far. I, I think they gave they find I think even they realized they left they, they left Seinfeld. They realize it was shit. They left Seinfeld on such a shitty note. They were like, look, let's give the fans a proper Seinfeld, you know, uh, yeah. you know, goodbye or whatever. And that's what yeah. sucks about the Sopranos. Man, is that we'll never have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, it's, it, that's going to be like one of those TV mysteries that you just never know now. Yeah. And especially, too, with, you know, him gone. They're, I mean, uh, it would be bold if they tried to make a Sopranos movie. Oh, they can't. Without James Gandolfini. They can't. They just can't. Unless the only way they could is if they went with the synopsis that the black was him dying. Yeah. There's a lot of people who think that the theory is is that the cut the black at the very end him there getting killed. was him getting killed. Hopefully that's not a spoiler alert for anybody, but yeah, have you ever if you haven't watched The Sopranos by, by now, now yeah, then... exactly. I mean, Sorry. I'm just saying, is, <laughs> if, if fucking Entourage got like, didn't they do two Entourage movies? They've only done one, but they're working on it. They, they got another one, like, either in the works or they're doing it now. You know, but, Sex yeah. and the City had a couple movies. And apparently there's another one of those coming or something. You know, too. so it, it, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility yeah. to do a Sopranos the movie. The second Sex and the City movie, though, I gotta tell you, was not that good. Like, honestly, it was kind of like they really should have just left it with the one. Yeah. Like, they got. Like, with Sex and the City, honestly, with me, I think they should have just left it with the series and just mm-hmm. not came back to it. And then they did come back to it, and the movie was pretty good, the first movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it didn't hold up to the series, but it was still really pretty good and relevant and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The second movie, it was like, okay, it's like, are they going to really keep on turning this shit out now? Because, like, I'm going to have to keep on showing up for the application because I have a bunch of girls that I watch this shit with. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because y'all got to stuck with the Cosmopolitans and everything like that. What's Thanks Carrie up to this week? <laughs> hey, what, what's Miranda doing right. now? And then, but and then, an entourage though, man. I thought that the movie was actually somewhat better than the series. Like, I enjoyed watching the whole series from beginning to end when I watched it. You know, I mean, like, I didn't watch 
watched like I watched it when it was going on. It's like I was one of those people that would wait for the weekly episode or mm-hmm. catch up on demand when it came out on Sunday, and I was see it on Sunday and watch it on Monday or whatever. And um, the movie to me just was like it was just such a fun ride. And like obviously though, I wouldn't have enjoyed it mm-hmm. had I not watched the series and gotten everything because like you know there was like there was things that carried over. Yeah, and it was kind of like you know like you really wouldn't have been you know like you could catch up and watch the movie if you've never seen the series before. Mm-hmm. But you're definitely not catching it all. Yeah, you and, know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you know, I I, I, I could have sworn I seen it, but I don't remember seeing it. But the entourage, the movie? entourage movie, and I mean, I like the series. And yeah, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah. Tur- the turtle was like dating Tur- her or Tur- trying to date. Dating her in the movie. And, yes, and I mean. There was that. There was like a bit of a golden age where it was like Sopranos and Entourage, mm-hmm. and and I think I wanted. I think it might have even started with like Caribbean enthusiasm, or or you know there was like because or then it was like Sopranos and then Entourage, then it was like Sopranos and then Six Feet Under, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, like all those shows. Like Sunday night was like the night. Like yeah. you had to be home Sunday night. It's to not fucking... TV. It's <laughs> you that? know, yeah. When they, and, you know, yes. and, they, and and they keep the tradition on with uh, with uh, with the uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which. Once again, the rumor is that the the move the the series has caught up to the books, okay. and 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 George R. R. Martin is still writing the last book or or the last books, or he hasn't finished it yet. So HBO is basically saying we're gonna do what the fuck we want to do with it, you know? Saying, and I guess you know uh... he's, he I think he signed his life away on that one. So what I think they're going to do is they're going to leave one, they're going to do like a season leading up to a movie. Okay. I think they're going to do, you know, they're going to leave the season. And of course, they're going to leave it on such a cliffhanger that you have to fucking go see the movie. You're not going to be satisfied until right. you go see the movie and then give us, you know, a movie, you know, the same way that, I mean, you know, they're not, and they're not milking it, but they're up to this, they're up to the point now where his books, they've surpassed his books or they've gotten up to his last book right. that he wrote. Now he intends on finishing it, but you know, he, he ain't exactly the picture of health. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's old. And they do gotta close it out somehow. Yeah, and I mean, and these are keep it going and these are people who've been working on it since day one. So, you know, they can kind of take that ball and run with it on what they want to do with the characters. You know, and I mean, they've been leading to this whole, you know, with the Queen of Dragons becoming the queen eventually, and all this other bullshit. I mean, I haven't watched Game of Thrones in years. I, said, but, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, but, I got but the yeah. general promise just from everybody else who watches it because everybody freaking posts about it like every Sunday. <laughs> In good detail and everything, so you feel like you kind of have an idea. Yeah, so I, th- I mean that that's another that's another one that they're going to make into a movie. They have to. I mean, not that they have to, but you know, right. it's not out of the realm of possibility that they'll make a Game of Thrones movie. That they'll leave the series hanging where you have to go see the movie, or you'll be out of the loop or whatever. Yeah, I doubt they'll do a Sopranos movie. I mean, like, but what balls if they did? If they did, a, if well, they did a Sopranos did movie it, after, they would have to do it where they decided that yeah, okay, you know what, we're going to disclose that you know his character died. You Tony died, mm-hmm. and then they can carry that because, like, that's the only way I could see them being able to do it. Yeah, that he was killed. They would have to go with he was killed, but then it doesn't make any sense to do it because the whole show was centered around him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you could go and move it on to the family. Yeah, if yeah, if if, if, if they didn't but, have that whole season, remember they had that season he got shot. Wait, wait, isn't the kid in jail now? In real life, the yeah, the kid who played the son. Tony Jr. Tony Jr. Uh, I think he's in jail. I don't Didn't know. he get in? I thought he. I almost wanted to. Go. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure. But he is. if they, because remember they did that whole season where he was shot in the stomach, yes. and, he, and he really wasn't part of the show. Like he was there, but he wasn't there, and he had his own bullshit fucking fantasy scenes or whatever. Yeah. I think if they didn't do that season, they could have done a Sopranos movie without him because it would have been like the backlash of him dying. You know what I'm saying? And people wanting revenge and the family falling apart, and right. you know, and then you know maybe you know someone else you know fill, trying to fill the vacuum. You know, but it's it's you know, and, and it, it, every day passes unless people. People are going to care about a Sopranos movie. Like I think they... I don't know. There is a well again too. I'm Italian American, <laughs> so I can tell you that there are some people that swear by Sopranos just as much as they swear by Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. It's that that's going to be an entity that never does not die. Not it, by far. It would be us something. Italians will not let it happen. <laughs> that's for sure. So we've hit the two this hour is mark. Still, wow. <laughs> And thank oh, you for it. This is just hey, Jim. I, I, and earlier... Uh, oh, there's... Like, Dimitri, well, so. Tommy, Kelsia, Jim. Hey, everybody. Sorry, we kind of got caught up in the Sorry. conversation. But uh, uh, Danny... Oh, here we go. Danny had commented. He just said he had a couple oh, yeah. more hours worth of work or something like that. So thank you for everyone for checking us out. Hello. Um, I'm right. still trying to figure out this guy. Here we go. Legal issues. Um, he was present on October 23rd, 2005, when an underground poker club was raided by the police. Okay, so apparently that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's such a little he's shit. He's got three you would years think. probation. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. he's not in jail. He's not in jail. So he's available. Kind of, he's available, yeah. <laughs> you know. You would just, you know what, you'd get Christopher and you get, oh wait, did Chris die? No. No, Christopher didn't die, yeah. the girl died. So you get Christopher and you bring the wife back and the son and the daughter and, yeah. you know, it's not like any of them were working right now, <laughs> you know. You'd bring back the kid from, the guy from, uh. The one lady, the lady is the mom. She, she, there's a show on Showtime that she's in. Um, oh, Nurse, uh, Jackie. Nurse Jackie, yeah. Yeah. But Nurse Jackie, that can't be still on the air, is it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't have to <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank goodness there's no legal I don't have acts. Showtime. I allegedly have Showbox. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You, oh, you've seen every episode of Shameless, but you don't have Showtime. No. Okay. I don't watch Nurse Jackie, so. Yeah. Oh, that one just didn't I, I heard it's good. I heard it's all right. Well, the sure first season or two. Um. All right. I think we should so wrap yeah, it up now that we're mark. past the two-hour mark. Um, this is probably why people didn't like it, because we used to do this all the time. Yeah. We, we went, went the, the fucking longest episode. We talk a lot. Yes. Um, okay, so please visit. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net where you can find all things show related. First and foremost, you can find links to our iTunes page, which unfortunately will only have the last 10 episodes or so. Um, that's only because I'm lazy and I don't have Wi Fi, so I haven't had a chance to upload all the older episodes. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPod, you can find us on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Uh, once again, the same deal where you can only get the last 10 episodes because I'm too greedy and lazy <laughs> to, to upload the uh, older episodes. Um, and if you don't want to use iTunes or the Stitcher app, we are available on our new hosting site, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud's where we upload the episodes too. So, uh, that's where when I eventually do get to uploading the old episodes, you'll be able to find them. Um, but you can go on YouTube, go on YouTube and search for Two Strangers One Podcast, and you can listen to every. You can actually technically watch, uh, even though it's just it's just the the logos sliding across the screen. But you can go back and listen to. You can experience the past five years worth of podcasts 
on YouTube. Just for search for Two Strangers, One Podcast. And of course, they're my Stranger Vlogs. I haven't put out one in a while, but I have them backed up. I just haven't had a chance to edit them and upload them. Um, once again, so we're on SoundCloud. If you want to write us, which I'm surprised, and I'm pretty sure we're next by next episode, we're going to have a nice email from Oscar. <laughs> You and can, I'll just be on commenting at that point too. So you can write us at uh, two strangers one podcast at gmail.com, all spelled out, two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Once again, we want your money. We need your money. But if you can't give a dime, you can share and like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash two strangers one podcast. You know, once again, it takes two seconds to like and share the page, it takes two seconds to like and share this episode. Um, follow us. We do have that group, uh, Two Strangers, One Podcast Network. That's a Facebook group. Um, I've been adding a lot of pretty much anyone who's ever, any stranger, which is oddly enough, Two Strangers, One mm-hmm. Podcast, any, anybody that's sort of like liked things that I've done in the past and they're not friends of mine, I've added them to the group. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's a unique group. Uh, let me see. I can't think of anything else. What a, Twitter. We're on Twitter at Stranger Podcast, but I haven't been really active on Twitter. All Twitter is is really just a, a just repost everything we do on Facebook anyway. Um, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of anything else. Okay, we've got iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Facebook, email, uh, YouTube. Which you know, once again, and when you watch the YouTube videos, I'm not I'm not telling you to like the videos. I'm not telling you to click on the ads before the videos. But if you did, it'd certainly be helpful. Um, <laughs> but I can't tell you to do that. And I can't think of anything else. How would Jen? What would you like to share with the? Any... Not really too much. If you guys need anybody to marry you, get in touch with Simply Perfect Weddings. Five eight five four one five one eight one seven. Simply Perfect Weddings. Yeah, Simply Perfect Weddings. And like we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, like you do, you you officiate weddings. I do. And and uh, you. I don't. We didn't talk about that at all. You I have, could you told have, you guys a bunch of good stories. Well, you meant you mentioned it with like the the Donald Trump and and the gay like marriage. Like you've you've well, done yeah. you've done you officiated gay weddings, right? Of course. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. So you know. Most of my weddings have been straight couples, though. Like it was just kind of surprising to me. Like I would have thought that. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. You know, yeah. It's who contacts you. It's not right. like you can like I'm gonna well, do no. your gay wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the, they have to yeah. come to you as a couple. Like last year, but, I had like five um, couples that were you know homosexual couples and mm-hmm. then this year i just for some reason don't have any yeah they just they, they haven't all reached all out to you contact, all the couples that have, they have contracted me for this year mm-hmm. are all male female mm-hmm. but just just letting people know that's that just, if yeah, they want to do a gay happens. wedding yes. you officiate those also yes um gay or straight all right so i can't believe we hit the two hour mark um uh, that's we, that we i haven't done a long episode like that in a long time and actually i surprised my phone hasn't blown up yet um, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening I and, do too, yes. and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Jen. Don't be a stranger. Peace. Bye. We're out. Bye. And of course, I have to say, you should be fapping. What? All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want your Double or? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee. But it is spelled C O L O N. Him, punny. But. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. Oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively. 
sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Oh, I, I got to meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh, Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. (laughs) This is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up. Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just wanted to spell it out. (laughs) (laughs) Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know, you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal, video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his book, Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. How is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. and You could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.